tells me. <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. That's cool. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Skill Riders Podcast. This is episode number 164. I'm your host, Six Five Lokes. I'm here with my guest, the homie Casey, all the way from Australia. Most of you guys know him on Instagram as Slowly's Models. And I mean, killing it in the 3D game. But um, man, it's been years since we've had you on the show. But, you know, me and you, we, we talk like daily all the time. Yeah, it's been a bit since the first one, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's maybe that's why we haven't, you know, we haven't done an episode because we're always just like messaging and, you know, yeah, on the <laughs> chat. So I don't know, man. But it's cool, though, um, because this, this is kind of like um, a different take. You know, most of the time, I'm following a guest and I'm like, all right, you know, I'm gathering up all this Intel questions, things to ask, but it's like, you know, <laughs> both, both of us already know kind of like where we're at with things and like, kind of like the goals and direction where we want to go. But yeah, you know, right now there's something very exciting going on in Japan, you know, and I wanted to ask you, Casey, you know, what's, what's your take right now? Uh, you know, right now in Japan, it's the Shizuoka hobby show. 2022 and aoshima has been posting you know content with their releases but what's your take like impressions of seeing what they've been posting their their lamborghini stuff looks really good really really good you know they have that layout of like eight lamborghinis and then they have the lb works ones and they have that brand new one and it looks dang it looks really good like for a pre-production model it like looks way more aggressive than like the first one you know the first one it's kind of all like kind of you know slick and super low down this one's like in your face and um it, it looks really good I'm, I'm like the r32 as well i think it's like a kanzai house or something like that um that one looks awesome that's another one that stuck out to me and the um the laurel it's the two-tone silver and blue one um, that you've seen it's a like a pillarless car so it's got no b pillar um that one looks really good as well and um you know of course all their 164 stuff always looks cool yeah always that's tight yeah you know um from seeing the like you said the layout right you see all the um the lambos liberty walk just chilling and you know going back to the the first version that they dropped you know you see it and you're like man this is dope right and then later they start promoting version two and you're like oh wow it's starting to look a little a little more aggressive and then each one after that starts to become more aggressive and then this one with the one that they hit us with it's like i saw the little the i was zooming in on the little display and it says 2023 like the release so <laughs> yeah. i was like oh damn we don't we're not gonna get that you know until <laughs> next year but yeah, man just teasing us yeah that one it, it's it's like it's like they pulled out everything like the machine guns are on that one you know yeah it's, Dude, it's yeah it's like crazy really I was you, like yo like what is that is that lamborghini or what because they look different it's a what's what is the name of the ones we have the first lb works lambos are they a mercy largo i think um, the the huracan that's no uh, i think it's a ventador isn't it ventador yeah yeah, and so that one would be like the next level up of Lamborghini, I think. Um, I'm not totally sure on like the the different models because they all look 
really cool. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they look dope. Um, I, I have never, you know, built like an exotic car or anything like that. I would see people do them, but I never, it never really interested me until I started to see the Liberty Walk ones with the white body. I was like, whoa, this is, this is different. And then I started to see more and more videos on YouTube, you know, with the cars, the real one-on-one scale cars. Yeah. And I mean, man, they look so mean and aggressive and slick and aerodynamic that I was like, yo, like this is getting me excited, you know, to build one. Yeah, they got some really cool ones over there. There's like a like a crew of dudes who just like they must be pretty well off that they like modify the hell out of their Lamborghinis with like lights and you know, um like big chrome like exhausts and stuff. Like they just go nuts. They go crazy. <laughs> they have like you know the little projectors on the bottom of the lights where uh, doors when you open it up. Yeah. And it shines the logo onto the ground and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. it's a really cool scene. Super cool. Yeah, I just trip out whenever I come across videos on on YouTube with, uh, you know, in car enthusiasts in Japan. And, and I just feel like, man, what do these guys do for a living? Because they're just like <laughs> dropping ends on their cars and the cars look dope. And But they go beyond, you know, be, beyond like, I know for here there's people that are car enthusiasts and they fix them up and everything. But then they reach like a limit, right? A point where they're satisfied with the way it looks and they kind of rock that for like maybe the next like two or three or five years until something happens you know so there's damage on the car and then they're either going to commit or they're out they're like that's it this car's done you know but over over here it seems like it just they keep pushing and pushing and more and more and it's like never ending yeah it's like they keep adding things until like they get to a point where they'll start all over again because all the new trends have caught up. So, mm-hmm. you know, they'll start again with like, um, you know, the different paint and body work and stuff like that. But um, yeah, some of these guys, like the, I could imagine the wide bodies aren't all that cheap to put on a Lamborghini, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a one, mm-hmm. one scale one. But, um, but yeah, like they're serious about it. Like, you know, having a good time, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like really obvious. Yeah. That's a trip. Like, I wonder if if a lot of these guys, you know, um, like the Liberty Walk, the owner, and um, the guy from RWB, like I wonder if these cats or even the, the that crew of like Midnight that you showed me, I wonder if these cats have known each other since when they were young, you know, like when they were getting into the into the scenes, and now as adults, you know, I wonder if a lot of these dudes kind of ran into each other or something, you know. I mean, now for sure they're very aware of who's who or who's the owners of what. But I always wonder about that. Like, what was there, the past if there was any interactions, you know? Yeah, there's like a everything you see, like um, all the crews in like, you know, in those kind of car scenes, there's probably like decades of history between those people. And like only when, you know, we see it like as Westerners, we just see like all this crazy stuff that they're doing right now. And we're not aware of like the last like 30 or 40 years of like shenanigans that they've been up to to reach that point of like craziness, you know, in their cars. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I can imagine like if they're making waves like these days all over the world, I can only imagine what they were doing there for the like, you know, since the 70s and 80s. I, I can imagine there's lots of lots of fun stuff to like figure out, <laughs> you know, yeah. that they've been up to. Yeah. That, that midnight, um, document little mini documentary or whatever it was dude that was awesome yeah 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 it's like such a dense history and like 
the best part is like chances are we'll never know the truth you know we'll never know like the whole story mm-hmm. but we get to like imagine what happened and um it's crazy like you know a legal street racing scene like you know influenced like the media over there like you know the anime and manga and stuff like that and like it's you kind of get the same thing over here like you know Smokey and the bandit and stuff you know they were <laughs> there's movies and stuff about them and i feel like there's like you know a japanese version of all of these kind of awesome things and we're just playing catch up you know when we hear about the little bits um and it it would have been so cool to be there and like you know see these guys racing there like insane for the time and still pretty insane like cars for these days down the down the highways and stuff and getting into all sorts of trouble yeah and it it's like uh fujimi had a line that they put out with um how many i know you had shown me earlier today of the box art of one and we've already seen another one i think i've only seen like uh, three of them that i've come across like not i haven't even come across them in person but i've seen them online the um all the the wangan midnight ones was mm-hmm. that the the blue bear lady z um i think yep. it might have been like that i showed you a while back mm-hmm. um, the, the, porsche? The, the one yeah yeah oh yeah yeah the porsche yes of course um yeah so like apparently in the the manga and the movies and stuff um like the real dude's porsche um inspired um you know the the movies and the and the comics and stuff like that and so you work your way down the line of like featuring this car in media and it gets to a model kit and you know it's like everyone knows that it's supposed to represent this dude but it's not like explicitly said you know but mm. it's like you know like it's like that famous like dark colored Porsche you know in the TV show about <laughs> racing on the highway you know there's not many other people it could be and um but the one I showed you yesterday, yeah, that was that was really fun. I spent like a couple of hours like trying to find out the exact info on that. Uh-huh. And um, it's a race driver who wanted to build the ultimate um, Corolla 11, you know, like sort of like the initial D car. And um, he built it and he was part of a crew of like just other race drivers that would muck around. And when I saw the box art, I thought, that's pretty weird for a Fujimi kit to have like a, a photograph of a car, you know, because it was that magazine style nighttime flash photography, you know. Yeah, I was gonna say that, car. and it was at nighttime too. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it's um, there's an option video of like um, you know, the option magazine out of Japan. They um did videos and stuff, and there was one where I think that guy who owned that specific car was racing um the Tsuchiya guy, um, you know, the the super-duper OG, like, Drift King sort of dude. And um, there's, like, there's so much to decode. And, like, because you got to watch it with the, the subtitles along the bottom, the auto-generated ones, so <laughs> you're never going to get the full story. And, but, yeah, there's just so much, like, history beyond just the models that we see, you know? Yeah. It's... It's really cool to research and um, like look for the kind of underground sort of you know scene around them. It's, um, like no wonder they like they're still doing this kind of stuff these days because it would have been such a like a cultural hit, you know, with yeah. like cars in media and stuff like that. Man, I I, I wonder 
I mean, man, it would be crazy if uh, like Aoshima took over the midnight, you know, the theme and just ran with it, you know, and, and just revamped, like come, come out with those versions. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I wonder how long Fujimi has these contracts maybe or, or <laughs> who knows, maybe there's no contract. You know, it's just kind of a twist. And, you know, Aoshima has their own, they do the initial D uh, line and it looks cool. I mean, I, when I when I look at initial D and I look at that box art all anime and everything, I I don't know, for some reason, I just have this connection. I connect it to like, if, like something to do with Gundam, even though it has nothing to do with it. But it's just, I like the box art enough where I'm like, you know, I want to stare at it, have it on on my wall or or up on something you know and just the way they they have the the action motion scene of the car it just makes it look yeah. like it's going fast right yeah yeah <laughs> they do some awesome box art on those absolutely now nah, they do and then they also have a 132 scale versions of those and on some of those the box arts it, it's different from the 124 scale one so when you see that little box, are you go, man? This is a cute little box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it'd be easy to like put on a shelf and have them all lined up instead of like the big yeah. twenty four scale ones. No, yeah, I, I still remember like those first times I started getting the initial D in, into the store, and I remember. I mean, I wasn't too sure. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll get a, like a couple copies, you know, just to test the water, see what's up. But then later, I was just like, why am I hesitating? You know, I need to, I need to go in. So I started ordering at least like six <laughs> copies or five. That was like my, my max, right? And, um, and they would just be chilling there for a minute. And then all of a sudden, you know, um, customer would order like one of each. And I was like, I was like excited packing this for him. Yeah. Being like, dude, like this is cool. Like you're getting like all the ones I have in the store, you know. And this is these are all the ones I could get from my yeah. distributor, you know. And I just thought it was like, oh, this is this is tight. And I I remember vending at a show once, and I brought model kits, and I and I remember bringing an initial D kit, and everybody who walked up to look at the the tools and everything, they would always gravitate to it. Or or they would or I would hear them say, "Oh man, they have initial D," and they'll jump on the phone and call their friend, and be like, hey, "They got this here," or they'll take photos of it, or they'll ask me, hey, "Is it cool if I could open it?" You know, to see. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead." You know, I think they thought it was like a used kit or something. I'm like, "Nah, dude, it's a it's a new kit." Because out here, those kits aren't sealed like in plastic. You know, they're yeah, not yeah. wrapped. So I guess it just gave that assumption, like, "Oh, you know, it must be a used kit." But everything is in bags and everything's sealed. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, later, you know, people are, whatever copy I had of it, someone bought it. But it was just one of those that I was like, holy, like, damn, this is cool. You know, people are, there's a, there's a fan base for sure out there for this. Yeah, yeah. And it's becoming like a lot more popular, I feel, over the last few years of like, you know, a new generation of like people getting interested, like, you know, in like the JDM stuff and like initial D is like a starting point for like, you know, Japanese media of their car scene, you know, it's a, it's a fun story and it's cool to watch the, the um, show of it. Um, I think I got like 40 out of 60 episodes in and um, mm. it's just like 
wow, I made this like small change to my car and I gained a second going down. It's, it's really cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. And like you said, the person buying one of each that you had, it's like, you know, you got to imagine that they've just got into like either model building and like JDM initial D like style cars and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. And they just went, oh, I need them just for the box art, for the kids, for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're such like, you know, it is it is good art, like, you know, on the covers of them. And it'd be really cool to have them like stuck up on the wall. And um, I think I have a couple of, I don't know the brand of them, it might be Aoshima or Fujimi, but when you open the initial D kit, they like stapled little cardboard cutouts of the characters, like drawn from the comics. So you could have oh. them next to your model after you built it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I can't remember the brand of them, but um, it was the same sort of thing. They had cool box art um, on the kids, and it just adds to that kind of, you know, allure of it. You know, it feels yeah. familiar if you've seen the show or the comics. Oh, man. That's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, there, there's all these, like, fun little things, you know. And, you know, going back to the show, you know, we we obviously, like, we, we follow um, Aoshima's Instagram page, and I follow him on Twitter. You know, but and also Facebook, but from all platforms, Instagram seems to be like the, the one where they're they're most active posting. They're posting everywhere else too, but I feel like there's more of an interaction, right, with the community through there. And you know, just recently launching their ambassador program. And yeah, they're, they're there at the show right now. I mean, along with you know, tons of companies too, you know. There's a, a, all the major companies are there. Tamiya's there, um, God Hand. You got tool companies. You got like everybody there, right? Uh, but at the same Korobukia, But at the same time, it's like, what companies are actually like in the scene, connecting with the people, like interacting, showing. I, I started to look around before we the recording. You know, uh, trying to look up content from the show. And I just keep seeing the same content from other people saying, like, the show, the show, it's on this date, da 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 But I'm not seeing what I want to see, you know? And, and like, so far, Aoshima's been the one, like, in the lead so far that I'm seeing something that I want to see. That I'm like, oh, man. And then they're asking everybody, like, what do you guys want want me to show you? You know? Yeah, yeah but, I saw that on, the, on their story thing, yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. Like, interaction and kind of giving you that vibe making you feel like you're there you know yeah yeah it's giving you an opportunity to like have some input about like what you want to see up close and mm-hmm. um they were posting the like close-up pictures of you know what people asked for um i think someone asked for the to see the zonda up close i think it's a red one yeah um that just looks like such an amazing build whoever built that is got to be like you know a model master over there or something I know, but, um, right? and then they posted up the the um like the close-up pictures for us to look at and mm-hmm. yeah i'm not not seeing much else either i know like tamia is so varied in what they do you know they do like the motorized cars and um like i think they do some military as well and so like it was kind of spread out above all those topics and like aoshima is mostly just no we're doing the cars you know the cars are here and you know that's that's like what you and me want to see, I suppose, you know, is just no, cars yeah. and because they're, they're doing a good job. No, they are. And they're also expanding their 132 scale line. Like they're coming out with so much stuff. You know, I, 
the the one time that one time that I was in Japan, um, there was these other I can't even remember what brand. I gotta pull these out to show you. Uh, but they were a 132 scale brand. But I remember in the uh, seeing the shelves, and there was just a bunch of them, like so many of them. I mean, they had the 124 scale stuff, but in the, in the same car section, they had this whole 132 scale section, right? And I mean, like in Japan and probably other places around the world, you know, like people are into different scales, you know, and but right there, I was just like, wow, like this, this is a lot here, here in the States, you don't really see too much 132 scale at all, like made from, you know, like Revell made from, you know, yeah, like you just don't see AMT, you just don't see it at all. It's just it's it's kind of a rare thing or whatever. And if it's one, it's like one that's super old or something, right? But to be creating something new right now, it almost seems like it's a risk to even produce that. But but they keep you know coming out with 132. And I'm like, yo, like I mean it's it's cool. I'm I'm starting to pick up a lot for my store too, the 132 stuff. And um I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like once the line expands, like even more, it's just going to take until someone says, I like the way that car looks and it's smaller. I'm going to buy it. And then next, you know, it's like, now I want to get this one. I want to get that one. It yeah. just opens up the floodgates at that point. <laughs> yeah. And the, they're like, they're great for entry level stuff too, because like, you know, the price point's lower and you can take that risk. Like if you're not sure about getting into model building and um, I think some of them, like, is it all of them or some of their 32s don't need glue and paint? Yeah. So from what I've learned and from what I've seen in videos is the, the 132 scale line is like to promote uh, mo like modelism to kids to get them into car modeling. And it's yeah. the same. It's the same. It's an entry level car. It's the same as like getting into Gundam, you know, like th those first early versions where you just pop the items off the, the sprue and you snap it together. It's like a snap kit. The, the kit's already painted, you know? And, and you just put it together and you could just put this car on your shelf and it'll motivate you to start to get more into modeling. But then again, for the experienced modeler now, they get this in their hands. It's small, it's tiny, it, it looks attractive. It's gonna make them want to do their take on it, you know? Sand it paint it, whatever, and then just snap it together. And and now they got a, a smaller uh, version of, of one of their favorite cars. But I did see videos where um, there had been like an event and there were kids and they were giving them those kits, the 132 scale, and they were just putting yeah. it together, you know? And I thought that's, that's such a good way to get um, kids motivated into it, you know? Because, I mean, I, I, I know for sure, you know, they, they do, um, like, Ravel has a snap, the snap kits and things like that. But over here, you're getting, like, cars that you're into, you know? You're getting yeah. really yeah, yeah. cool, really cool cars, a GTR, you know, like, something that's, like, super cool that you would want to uh, definitely put together. Yeah, and they look like, you know, even from a perspective, like, someone with experience, um, like if they're looking for a challenge, you know, maybe they can deal up, uh, detail up and, you know, scribe out all the lines and stuff and maybe put an engine in a 32 scale or something like that. But yeah. you're right for the like build days for kids. It's like the perfect way to, cause they get to sit around a table and like, you know, talk to each other and get help if they need it. 
and stuff yeah. like that. And like, yeah, I've seen some of those in the in the states as well. I think, um, like with the Ravel, I think it was a Mustang, and the Audi R8. I think is their other snapper. And but the variety that is coming out, like we've never seen, like you know, snap kits of of like JDM stuff. So like the thirty two scale, it's like you know, it's a whole new genre um, of like stuff available to us to explore and that kind of thing. Um, I don't think I'll be doing any like 32 scale prints because <laughs> that's getting a bit small for me. Mm -hmm. uh, but, um, but yeah, no, they look like just a great like jumping off point. Um, yeah. And the people that start off with them will probably, you know, want to do the whole range. Um, you know, it's, it's like a collecting thing. <laughs> and they'll no, end up with a wall of like 32 scale ones. Yeah, I feel like once you crack one open, you know, you, you put it together, you're going to definitely want to go on to the next. And I mean, that that's definitely a, a good one to consider also for like an event. Imagine having an event where you invite like people and then you do like, like a contest, let's say. And in this contest, um, you know, it, it, let's say it's like a raffle, right? You raffle off like 20 tickets and, or not 20 tickets, let's just say there's 50 people but you need 20 people out of the 50. So you do this event, boom, you, you do your picks, you know, like raffle style, they get selected. All right, guys, you guys are all gonna sit right here in these tables and everyone gets a free 132 scale kit. And you have like, basically, let's say uh, like, I don't know, 10 minutes to build it or something. It's a, it's a snap kit, so it, it's gonna be for fun. Like whoever can build it the fastest, is going to get a grand, a grand prize, you know, and it could be a kid. It could be an adult. It could be anybody, you know, and then whoever wins, bam, here you get like the collection of 132 scale. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be like a, but you don't really see like much of that stuff, like at events and things like, you know, little like competitions there, like stuff like that, you know, model building itself seems to be like, actually doing it is like a fairly solitary activity you know you sit there at your bench alone so having like a fun like a hot dog eating contest but for models and like you build <laughs> yeah. them and you know don't eat them yeah. um would be really cool to see uh -huh. that it'd probably be you know pretty funny to watch everyone like scrambling with the parts and stuff like yeah, that yeah like you gotta be fast like you got a small amount of time <laughs> and it's just just seeing everyone go like quick quick and for sure out of everybody there's gonna be one person that's gonna win you know one person is gonna get it. I, I'm already imagining like three rows of tables, and then having like chaperone, like people standing with with like a little pallet with a number. So whoever whoever wins, they just pull up their hat. Like, this dude won right here, right here. You know, yeah, that'd be sick. Hell yeah, that'd be that'd be super crazy. But yeah, I mean, we, we still have the the weekend of more coverage to come. I mean, I, I think in Japan they're probably jumping into their second day now. Um, from my understanding, the the first couple of days, it's it's more like a corporate thing, you know, companies, yeah. invitees, like, you know, maybe their distributors are there and whatnot. And then I believe the weekend, the Saturday and the Sunday, or maybe Friday, it's open to the public. And and it's a free event. Um, and I'm hoping that they sell merch because I know that. <laughs> If next, if next year I, I make the trip and I'm out there for this, I for sure want to buy some stuff. So Yeah, just run past the merch tables and clean them out. 
Yeah, because I'd be I'd be sad if they're like, oh no, no, nothing's for sale. Like you can't you can't buy you can't buy nothing. You know, it's like, oh what what is this? And they're like, oh it's NFTs. Like okay. <laughs> You gotta, oh, you gotta, God, you got Bitcoin. Like you gotta buy all this stuff with this now. We're like, what? I got cash. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. There's no machine over there. Toss <laughs> money in there and then come back. Get your tokens. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be terrible. Yeah, that'd be sorry, man. What, I'll be like, man, what are we in the carnival or something? Kind of, <laughs> you gotta buy like Hiroshima box out of the machine to yeah, spend at the table. <laughs> Dang. So, so all this, all this time, you know that. That has passed. Like, how's your your collection have growing? You know, as far as like kids, the things of that sort. Because right behind you, you know, I, I see the array of kids that you got there, and you got you got some really nice, cool stuff and hard to find stuff too. It's the kid collection keeps growing. I'm not really buying all that many. Like, um, I'm still buying them because you know we're model builders. That's what we do. But <laughs> it keeps growing really fast because I don't finish anything. So you know, I have. All these kids here in various stages of, of um, like, collection. But, like, I kind of like just standing there and, like, imagining builds for each of them. Yeah. And, you know, that's kind of, like, the process that I love to do. But it's going pretty quick. Um, I, like, set these up, like, you know, as a backsplash. Yeah. Because this is usually where the laptop is. Okay. Um, but I picked up the, the uh, AMT58 um, mm-hmm. arrived today. Oh, um, wow. because I I saw Gavin's build, his green one, yeah. um, I think it is, of a 58. And it was at the show he attended that, that you were at with him. Mm, I saw um, kind of and I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw someone post a picture of that. And I'm like, that's gorgeous. I need to do one of those. And, like, I just jumped on eBay and that was the only one I could find, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. The, the Ravel one was like 100 bucks um, Australian. Mm. Um, so I'm like, no, I'll go with like you know the cheaper version. Um, yeah, but- I mean the 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 58 AMT kit. That for me, it's it's like a personal favorite, just because it was one of those kits that was when I was getting into modeling, it was available. You know, yeah, yeah as yeah. Mu- as much as I wanted to have like a 63 Impala, which I never I never saw that as a kid. You know, available yeah. at a store, all I would see was a 58, the 59. And, you know, the 64s and then later the 65s. But, you know, starting starting off, you know, 58 was one of my favorites that I remember working on, putting together and just admiring the whole thing, you know. And it, and it was funny because I still remember, like, just painting it and n- not knowing about bare metal foil, not knowing about none yeah. of that, right? Yeah. So it was, <laughs> the whole car was just, like, one color. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's the the same with me, except it was the. I don't think I have one up here. It's the AMT fifty one Chevy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started out, they were on sale for like fourteen bucks. So I'm like, Ooh, and, and I was like working my first job, and you know, and I mm-hmm. I kind of stocked up on like three of those, and I bought three of the was it Ravel the Testarossa, the Miami Vice one, um. That they, I think it's a Testarossa. They, they were also on sale, but like, though that one I haven't found a, another version of um, yet. But the '65 was a replacement for the first '65 um, I had. It mm. was the one with the lowrider box art, and um, 
you know, I did the same thing. I didn't know like it was bare metal foil. So I was using like automotive paint and just painting it all one color and, and that yeah. sort of thing. But like now I'm kind of up to the point I'm like replacing kits that I messed up in the past and like um, exploring what's cheap and available here at the moment, like um, the bugs that I've been working on. Um, it's Tamiya one. They're really good kits. If you see them, I would definitely recommend them. But other than that, it's just kind of like that one I got just for the box art because I love it's the Aoshima Silica, the the Grachan one, the red one. Mm -hmm. um, I bought that just so I could scan the box art and have like a big picture made for my wall. Because, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's such cool box art. It's like, it is. It's got like, you know, the one eye open. It's like blinking. Yeah, I was going to say that. It almost looks like it's like blinking, right? Like one eye open. Yeah. It looks super yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, but um, now it's just kind of like exploring new things. I'm like kind of, you know how we go through the phases of like um, JDM or, you know, USDM lowriders and stuff like that, and it's kind of you move or, like along to things like new genres that, you know, you want to want to get into. Yeah. And um, I've been speaking to, I can't remember their username, um, but they live in uh, Puerto Rico and they do the craziest like, Gymneys, I think they're called Samurais in the States. And they get those things and, like, gut them and put stupid, powerful rotaries and, like, Honda engines in them and make, uh, like, drag cars out of them. Oh, and wow. it's And they do the same thing with, like, um, the 8.6s. They're, like, making drag versions of them. And, you know, to me, I've always imagined them as, like, you know, drift cars. But mm. to see them as something different... Um, that's that's definitely something I want to explore. So I like I, just, I had to get a fresh kit to do that. You know I can't rebuild one, or like you know I can't finish any of the you know bunch <laughs> I have lying around. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's growing. That's pretty it's, cool. That's yeah, because it, it's um I like how you you display them uh, there because you know it's still even though they're in different stages, there's still inspiration there. You know, like when you yeah. see them. It's just the time, if anything, you know, having that time to, to continue them. Like I have uh, a a box that's full of kits that are in different stages, and you know, at some point before I put those in that box, I had them all just kind of grouped together in my closet, and um and but the problem I had was I had them kind of intertwined, mixed. The ones that are I'm still feeling that I like, mixed in with those ones that are like like that thorn on your side. You know, yeah, like yeah. Max had said on a previous podcast, <laughs> yeah. like those ones that like, you're like, ah, oh, like they just, they're there, they're bothering you, you know? Mm -hmm. So I had to like separate, had to go through everything and be like, all right, you know, these are the ones that I honestly don't feel like I'm ever going to revisit. Uh, these I'm for sure. And I'm just going to put these away in this box and tuck them away. And, and later I'll, I'll open them back up and I'll be like, you know, back on it. But this stack right here, that's it you know i'm gonna most likely sell it at a show or something you know for you do you feel that way sometimes like like there's certain ones that you don't want to look at maybe maybe you push the the box a little further and you put a new one in front of it yeah yeah no that's exactly what i've done exactly on the other side of this these yeah. ones are double stacked up the top mm -hmm. and so the ones over here in the corner are the ones i kind of like have just pushed to the side <laughs> you know <laughs> forget about they're just there for decor mm -hmm. but um but yeah, exactly. I've got like, you know, old projects I was super into and they just kind of peter out for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, 
probably because I keep a bunch of kits near me and I'm always looking at them going, oh, I'll pull that out and I'll do a bit of that. But, yeah. uh, you know, because <laughs> there's always a distraction. But, yeah, I've got plenty of, like, builds that are, like, fairly close to being done. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to do them if I'm not feeling it because, you know, they won't turn out the way I like. They'll yeah. just be done to be done. And mm-hmm. um, I'd rather leave it till I'm, like, super-duper feeling it. Yeah. And then because I'll actually enjoy the process, like, it, you know, I'll be turning it <laughs> yeah. into, like, a production line. <laughs> I'll actually enjoy the process of model building. But, um, yeah. you know, a few of those, what would I call The RX-7s, the Mazdas, the real curvy ones. Uh-huh. I think there's one here. No, there's not. There's somewhere else. But I've got a, oh, yeah, this one hiding up in the corner. Okay. But I've got a couple of those that everything's painted, everything's ready to be assembled and done and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of got over it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll put them back and like pull something else out that interests me and like just repeat the process for the last 15 years. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. You end up with all those half done kits. But, you know, have it's you- a good feeling to have. Yeah, you know, um, have you ever looked at it? Cause all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna paint the picture here. So that one GTR, right, that I had been working on, uh, the, uh-huh. the Liberty Walk, uh, I think it's a, a Hakuzaku, something like that. And uh, Hakoska, yes. There you go, there you go, you got it. And and I, I painted it that millennium jade color, right? So that car, you know. I took my time with it. I ran into some problems, but then I I like fixed them and I was like super happy at the end. You know, I I was going to go with one color, then, you know, it didn't turn out right. So I ended up going with another color and, you know, putting it together and it being one of, you know, one of those first Aoshima kits, I I was just like super, super hyped, you know, but at the same time, I got it to, I guess I would say like 90% like finished right and there's there's like the tail lights and there's uh like the the side view mirrors that are right in the front yeah so all i need to do is cut out a piece of like a little kind of circular little oval i need to get the shape of the inside of that to cut out with the, the mirror chrome so oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah this yep. way i can slap it in there right so i need that's one thing i need to do the second thing i need to do is get the clear tail lights and just paint them red, clear red with the with like to me a lacquer, and yep. and just glue them on and 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 that's it, right? And I thought, oh, maybe I'll put a like like an exhaust tip, aluminum tip, something you know, on the back or whatever, and that's it. But dude, I still haven't even done it. Like, yeah. It's, it, but you know what? I have it in a case and I have the model in front of me and I stare at it every like every day I'm in the room. I look at it. <laughs> And I like it, like I admire it. And I know I could weather the wheels too, but I haven't even done it, right? And sometimes I, I was thinking about it like this, maybe it's almost like when you like discover like a book that you're reading and, and you start getting into the book and then you realize you're halfway through the book. Yep. And you know that you could finish this book tomorrow or in two days because the story is like so good. So then... You know, you just leave your bookmark on there, you put the book away, and then later you pull it out and you're like, oh, this is so dope. And I, I feel like I'm on like, the, like I'm comparing like kind of like, it's like the last chapters of the book, but I don't want to finish it because I just know yeah. that there's no continuation to this book, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And it's being like one of your first Aoshima kits, you know, you're kind of discovering like 
the design tenets they follow and like you know their usual way of like mounting wheels and all that sort of like fun stuff mm -hmm. and like you know it feels like a huge accomplishment but like you know there, i suppose there's nothing stopping you from like calling it done <laughs> you know right. and putting it into the display case with all those extra bits just lying next to it yeah and but, you know it's it's it looks good in that that jade color like that's like such a nice color for that car with that surf line down the side of it mm -hmm. but like yeah no like it's kind of like there's no rules so you know we can enjoy our kits however we want you know there's yeah. no rule we don't have to finish them we can you know if they're bringing us joy just sitting there you know why not let it do that but it is nice to finish kits sometimes <laughs> you know we yeah. can say how much we love the process but it is nice to you know hold a finished kit in your hand yeah but um you know hopefully you can you can get it done soon i think on yeah. my one i may have I think I used a red Sharpie on the last, like the tail lights I did for one of those. Um, mm. It's probably in a box up here somewhere. Uh, but yeah, I did the same thing. Like it's not finished, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But the it's and you get to explore, you know, the culture of like the style of car you're doing because it's all like slammed to the ground, like you know. Um, I'm probably murdering all these Japanese words that I'm trying to say. <laughs> hey, I, I, I feel like you said that one right. I can I can <laughs> even say it. Uh, but um yeah no it's it's kind of like you you explore the culture behind these cars it's kind of like um me with like the lowrider builds all of what i understand and have seen of that like the culture and the art around them has been like online and in magazines and stuff like that so like building models of them it's kind of like you know a, like it's an assignment you know like from school hey you got to like learn all this stuff because you know you're excited about this new like genre and the thing you've found you want to do a really good job and and mm. it, it's kind of like that's kind of the the process i like you know it's yeah it's i could never finish another model again and i'd be i'd be like happy because for everyone like the vans remember the vans um i have it right here because i moved it to like oh, get in the see. um yeah the super yellow one well, that's the one i did and yeah i think yeah, that's tight i, I had I had to move it to get it like the um the PowerPoint that um and that's the one Cam did. Damn, um, he did he it all just, up. He gave it to you, right? He just sent it to you. Yeah, he like sent me a box of stuff, and that was in there. I'm like, oh. dang, that's like a responsibility to look after that build. Yeah, that's um, a cool build. Well, both of those are awesome. They're oh, they're so wild, and like you know, they're <laughs> the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. You take yeah. a commercial vehicle and make it utterly useless in a commercial setting you know <laughs> you yeah. can't like safely drag stuff around in a car that's like 80 percent fiberglass mm -hmm. you know but, <laughs> um, but it was part of that process you know i got to explore like the culture behind it and like seek out um like knowledge and answers and like why they do it yeah and it's you know it's just like anything else like you know the crazy vans that um from like the 70s and 80s it's just because it looks cool you know <laughs> there's no like secret meaning yeah um, but yeah no it's kind of like that process is kind of like important i think like you can do awesome models and but if you're treating it like a job and like you know not really enjoying it mm -hmm. then it's kind of like i feel like why do it you know it's there's no rules <laughs> and you can you can start and finish builds all you like and you know put them to the side for 15 years you know using myself and as an example <laughs> uh, it's you know and with with instagram and social media it just like 
compounds that immensely because you can like talk to people really easily about all the stuff. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's kind of like I hope you finish it one day, and I hope I see that that skyline finished. Yeah, but, I mean, it's uh, for for the listeners. Um, you know, I I feel I feel almost like I have the third installment to the to those two pieces, right? Because yep. uh, Cam was nice enough to send me the the body kit, those those pieces to it, and um, and it was crazy because I mean I wasn't expecting that, and I was like, oh shoot, for real? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, give me your address, and he sent it through, and I was like, oh shit. Then I saw what you guys were doing, I was like, man, you know, that's like so so dope, and it just it looked like a very like a hard to find rare like kit you know, those exterior parts. And, um, and when I got it, I mean, I was just blown away looking at everything. I was just like geeking out and, and, you know, and I was asking Cam, like, Hey, what, um, what body or what model is this go with? And he showed me a photo, you know, it goes with this one here. So I, w- I was happy and lucky that my distributor still had those in stock. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah, it yeah. kind of looks like an older kit, huh? But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it kind of does, but I'm not. I'm not sure. I mean, I know. I never. I never saw that style of like high ace kit at like hobby stores and things like that. Maybe it's just. No, I mean, either it seems to be niche. Yeah, kind of yeah. Out. Like they're probably like, nah, this ain't gonna sell or something. <laughs> I don't know. I just never saw it, and um, and I I was like, yo, I, like I gotta get this car, you know, and um, and now it's like I have the car and I have the kit. You know, and, and I just gotta, I just gotta put that one together. But it looks, it looks awesome. Yeah, it's waiting for you. I can't wait to see like you, like post up about it and experience like the kit and the way it goes together. And because you're starting with like just a family car, like the mm-hmm. high ace, yeah, like the donor kit, you just it looks nothing like when they got all the body <laughs> panels on. Yeah. It's just, it's a complete transformation, oh, and like um. You know, of course, thank you to Cam for like, you know, letting us yeah, dude, you know, do these ridiculous builds. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's so cool. So yeah, cool. I was I was uh, telling him, you know, and even you, I was telling you that the, that the box art, even the writing, like it says Zelda, it reminds me of like a, like Zelda, like Lincoln Zelda, like the Nintendo. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, this is <laughs> this is pretty cool right here. But yeah, I'm sure- I think like the company of the original one was called like Zelda or something like that. But um but yeah that's the first thing I thought as well is like it's kind of like it's it's got a bit of like because the place like Zelda takes place in is called Hyrule and the Zelda kits for a high ace. So you know it's kind of got that it's kind of phonetically close. Yeah. But um but yeah it's 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 really cool to experience something so ridiculous and like completely back page of what we're used to, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, we've kind of done, like, Australian people, like, in the model scene and, like, you know, the American people kind of have grown up so far, like, people our age or however long we've been building have grown up with the USDM stuff. So, like, you know, compare, like, an old Impala in, like, in general to one of the stupid high aces. It's just, <laughs> it's it's completely insane. It's, like, how far have we come from when we originally started? Mm-hmm. So now that we're seeking out and experiencing this completely new ridiculous stuff, yeah, um, it's it's just really like I'm 
grateful to have that experience of like this is our hobby and you know how we put our like effort into stuff yeah, and yeah. like putting our effort into something trying to do something really stupid really well you know is is like really really fun to me um and like i was playing catch up the whole time because cam and i were building them at the same time and um we all know how like you know lightning fast he <laughs> gets through stuff oh, and, um, i think yeah. yeah yeah he was being quite patient you know with how long it was taking me yeah but uh the year was really fun i can't wait to see what you do with your one it's gonna be awesome oh ah, yeah remember that video you sent me of a high ace it was like drifting he was like yeah. a, dude was in a racetrack had a helmet and everything and he's just like hauling it and you're like dude that thing looks like a brick and it's just like <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> they've, they've taken a rectangle and made it go very quick yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Some crazy stuff I, out there. I, I feel like if I was riding shotgun in one of those and going through a track like that, I'd be like not even worried about the speed. I'd be worried about it flipping over or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'd be like holding on to stuff like, oh, dude, like just, just bracing for impact, you know? Just yeah. thinking like every turn, all right, this is it. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> just saying your prayers and holding on. <laughs> yeah, but man, the, the dude made it happen, though. He... Yeah, yeah, it's like, I think it's kind of like the model builder sort of thing. You're taking a, something and using it for something it's not meant to be used for. Mm -hmm. I love it when they do that with, like, drift cars and stuff. There's a, a high ace that we've seen. There's a few of those getting around. Mm -hmm. And there's a tiny little Nissan March, like a K car. I don't think they're K cars, um, but it's like a tiny little hatchback, and they drift that around, too. But um, but hey, maybe it'll give you inspiration for that um that zoom on kit that you got. That oh, I know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a trip because you know I I see that available when every every time I'm looking at at their site and out like that kit, the high ace kit, and then the the one for the the Supra, the white body, for like the newer the newer Supra. Those are the two that catch my eye all the time. I'm in on that site. And I'm always looking at the photos. I click the link and I'm just looking at the photos and just daydreaming. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, yo, I, I gotta get I gotta get this high ace kit, you know? <laughs> and um, I don't know, I, I got it, you know, and I really didn't have a chance to really like look at the whole thing. But then, you know, real quick, like I'll kind of open it and I'm just like, oh shoot, like I can see stuff in baggies and like the wheels right yeah. there. But I haven't really like because I remember I was telling you, y'all, I'm going to take some photos and I'll show you, like, what comes in it. And I still need to get to that. And even even earlier today, having, like, a day off from work and everything, right? I'm thinking, like, oh, I'm going to do all this stuff. I have all day. <laughs> Hell no, dude. Like, my day went by so quick. And if anything, I feel like I was just catching up on some other stuff I needed to do, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. But... I, I need to show you, you know, I mean, I've seen the photos of what they show you on the solicitations, what they're selling, but in, like just to see it in person, you know, it, it looks awesome because it's, it's like photo edge pieces. It's like back masking, like tape to, to get that paint job. If you're going for that, uh, decal, water slide decals, you know, the wheels, the body kit, it's a full package for sure. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully one day I hope to do one, but um, I'll settle for just watching you do yours one day. Um, mm. For now, because, <laughs> you know, it looks like a big undertaking. 
It does. Um, no, it does, dude. This this looks like something where for sure you gotta, you know, clean all those parts, do the fitting for them. But even then, as you're going, it's almost like you have to cut out some of that photo edge and kind of line it up to make sure everything is going because there's some pieces that looks a little big. Um, because it's not only just the, like in the the driver's seat or like that area, it's also like for the like the back part. Yeah, there's that huge Here. big plate of PE, isn't there, for the floor or whatever? Yeah, and I'm like, all yes. right, what what if you know you're already going through the stages, and at the end you're like, oh crap, like. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have, like I shouldn't have glued this plastic piece yet you know maybe that was <laughs> yeah. after so yeah I, I just I just feel but at least one thing I'm happy about is that there's plenty of high aces out there like the the kits are available they're yeah you know it, it's it's one of those things like if, if you're into them you're gonna buy them but I don't feel like everybody's fully committed into them um but yeah but yeah. they I mean they look cool though you know, I, I yeah, guess. and it's I kind of see it the same as like you know the people building the like the pickup trucks, and like slamming them, and you're doing all the modifications and stuff. I kind of like put like high aces in the same category because you know mm-hmm. it's like a commercial vehicle that you're turning into a hot rod. You know, in like yeah. the general sense of the word hot rod, and um, it's they're so cool. I found one. I was lucky enough to find a like one of the VIP. Um, style ones at this like it was a secondhand kit on this Gundam website, and they mm-hmm. sell secondhand kits. And the high ace turned up. I'm like, oh, yep, buy, need it. <laughs> but uh, it's you know it's got like the full body kit and everything like that. Oh shit! And um, then I got the other one from you as well, and I was like mm-hmm. starting to, I was you know how they make the fronts look all angry, like yeah. you know the bonnet on them, they like make them scowl, yeah, yeah. like make them all scary. Um, I started doing that, and I think. Like the glue I was using didn't cure, like between the styrene. So I would sand it, the line would come up, I'd prime it, I'd sand, you know, go over it over. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I've got high aces, more high aces to do one day for sure. They're uh-huh. they're way too cool of a platform to to yeah. ignore. I mean, we even see the those collectors that do the one sixty four scale high aces. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. we're like, dude, nothing but high aces. Yeah, but <laughs> but even that seems like a challenge to find them is like so hard and they're expensive too yeah yeah and there's like so like there's so much we have to like catch up on with like you know interests because there's those die casts um and they're all wide-bodied and they have like the you know different liveries and things like that Mm -hmm. and you know there's there's like it's an established thing you got have to kind of like weasel your way into to find out like you know where to get everything and what's what And uh, yeah, no, it's a challenge for sure. Yeah, I forget what the dude's name was. I don't know if it was like Mister High Ace or something. It was like, like all, that's all he was posting. Yeah, you know? that's all he had in his collection. I mean, I I have a few pieces of High Aces, and there's some others I want to get. But man, yeah, they they get expensive. Once you start feeling like you have that that collector's like itch of a completist that you want to get them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's and you're done for your wallet's never going to recover. Yeah, <laughs> nah, dude, you're, you're, you're totally done. And, um, you know, on, on some of your, your latest posts, you've been post. I like that post you did about the wheels showing like different sizes that you had printed. Um, tell us like, as far as like, like wheels, like what, um, Kind of, kind of like your interest right now. I, I know you're you're into doing different designs and things like that. 
But um, how how's that been going so far with like three D printing the wheels? Yeah, good. At the moment, it's getting a lot colder, so I have to adjust my settings on my printer <laughs> because you know it doesn't like the cold. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's it's good. It's like I'm going through and and finding some like old files and kind of revamping them and sizing them properly, like from before I had less experience. And right now, like I'm always going to be into like the small diameter like JDM wheels, um, like those Mario's, um, like the barbecue grill wheels. Um, yeah, those are cool. Just they're just they're just like the silliest wheel I've ever seen. <laughs> and um, the the Volkswagen stuff, I'm just starting to get into because you know there's a whole like scene of Volkswagen stuff, and then there's Volkswagen wheels, and you know it's just a whole nother like you know hole to fall down. But um, the last ones I've done, oh gosh, I can't even remember. <laughs> I think I redid. No, they're not the ones. Um, I redid like a little like just simple steely pursuit wheel. Awesome. Um, I know I thought I'd lost the file, <clears throat> but I was like digging through my hard drives looking for it because I didn't want to have to draw it again. Yeah. Um, because you know I've done it once, and um, and I found it and gave them a go, and that's the one I'm up to at the moment. Um, trying to decide like should I do it in separate offsets? Should I like do the the center like you know in a different spot or mm -hmm. um and things like that and. Always, I always every few months will try to do a um, a wire wheel just to see if I can, um, you know, mm -hmm. because it's like that's my Everest is to be able to do a like a perfect um, wire wheel with all the gapping correct to do a, a um, like chrome plating or anything like that on it. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't think I – this might be it. That is it. Um, this one was like a 15-inch style. It's a bit. It's, well, I don't mind focus. Um, it's a 15 inch style, like mini truck sort of. You see, I like stretch the oh, tires yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, um, cool. that's the like the last one I've tried to like, um, get the wire wheels right, and I, I feel like I'm close. Um, mm -hmm. you know, to to perfecting it, but it's kind of one of those things I'm not too stressed about because it's I don't even have a project in mind, you know, to use the wheels on. I just yeah. did them because I wanted to do them. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where I'm up to with the. Like the three D wheel stuff, I haven't like got any like major plans or anything like that. Yeah, it's more just if I see something I love that I must have, like the Mario wheels, mm -hmm. um, then I'll draw them up, print them, and then that project's done. You know, <laughs> I like feel fulfilled because I've like you know like it's available to use on a build if I decide to use it. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, no, it's it's cold at the moment, so like the printing has slowed down a lot. Um, mm -hmm. just while I dial it in because the the FEP sheet at the bottom, when it gets when it's really cold, like you know, um, like 15 Celsius and below, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit. But um, the FEP, be, it, it's not as stretchy; it's a bit more like rigid. So when it sucks it off the plate and it stretches up, it doesn't stretch up as much, so you can get errors. And so that's kind of what I'm like dealing with at the moment. It's the printer's sitting over there with a with a shopping bag over it to keep it out of the light, and it's it's kind of in a timeout. <laughs> Because you know it's oh, yeah. giving me the poopies. <laughs> you go, go put it in the corner timeout. Yeah, <laughs> just just let it know it should think about what it's done. Yeah, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I'm just like taking it easy at the moment. No, that's cool. Uh, one question that I had for you too, uh, referencing the wheels. 
So when you when you do a print, like you have the the, the wheel inside and then the tire on the and the exterior, are they two separate pieces or is it all one piece? What the I've like got the, one right here. Yeah, because I, I always wondered about the tire and the rim, like. Because I, I know when you, when they look painted, they look nice, like the blacks, you know, the, the tire is black and then the um, the rim, you know, depending on how you paint it. But once it's put together, it just looks super clean. But I always wondered, like, is it two pieces or is it all one piece and you just you're back masking? Oh, right. Yeah, no, it's two pieces. Like, here's one. Here's like a failed print, but you can kind of see how everything's there. There's tires and wheels are separate. Nice. Um. And like, if the centers of the the, whim, the rims were separate as well, I'd put them inside the tire to print mm -hmm. because it's like you know a efficient use of space. Um, but when I like, I try to get away with like not gapping the tires directly to the rim mm -hmm. because it's really difficult if you they can shrink the longer you cure them. So it's not really worth going for a slip fit where the tires like press onto the wheels. Because you know, mm -hmm. a you have to mock them up and stuff like that and you know the mm -hmm. paint will also like you know make a difference so yeah. we're really lucky with prints and tires because tires are black so mm -hmm. whatever gapping is around the outside you won't be able to see because the tires painted black and the inside where there's no light is black as well mm -hmm. um so you can get away with like gapping them a bit oddly um what i usually do is I'll put some masking tape around the hoop. Gosh, that that lamp is bright. Um, I'll put masking tape around it, and that's that's how I get away with gapping them like really close. Because like I don't have the patience to like sort out a slip fit for the wheels. But mm -hmm. usually on a like a three piece wheel, um, for every wheel I do, there'll be a hoop, and then there'll be the center, like the spoke face, and then there'll be the tire, and then there will be like the lug nut hub. Um, so that's usually how I'm setting the out tires. So each wheel and tire oh, is cool. four pieces at least. Yeah. Um, and like, I know like people have told me like the separate hubs are really annoying because there's like, you know, it's just another piece that's really breakable <laughs> and stuff yeah. like that. And, um, but the reason I do the hub separate is depending on the wheel design, you can kind of lose detail if you like design it like lazily, like I do. Like I don't bother gapping stuff like lug nuts on the actual wheel. So doing it a separate piece is just so much easier um, than you know adding it. Yeah. Is it is and, it hard to put together like when you, when you're sighting them, or, or do you have to kind of press it? I mean, because of the gap, I would assume it's a bit more easier. But then the, with the tape, though, do you run into any issues? No, not usually. Like um of kind of like you get a feeling for the like sizing them i get it wrong sometimes and it'll be too like you know tight and i'll have to sand the hoop um but other than that no like i've kind of got a feel for it mostly um like you know it's so many parts that have to go together you just kind of get used to how gapped things have to be um you know and like how close they are to each other but on some of them um i think not those these ones are a like a Volkswagen style. They have that big open hub. So, and that was really oh, difficult cool. to kind of um, because I'd never done the that design before, and the hole in them is like it's like really big. So I had to detail the hub as well as the you know the spoke face, um, 
And like, so fitting all those parts together after you've primed, after you've painted, um, I try to gap things small enough that that's not an issue. Um, there hasn't been many that I have, I've had to like sand or drill out the lug hub holes, uh, you know, just because I'm, I'm kind of used to it now. Um, and I've, I've stuffed up enough that now I know, <laughs> you know, what to look out for and that sort of thing. That's cool. So like, let's say you already drew up the wheel and you have it, you know, you could basically print it at, at various scales, right? 124, 164 or, or bigger. Um, you can always go bigger. You can always slice stuff bigger, but I would probably not go smaller on certain designs. Like, for example, the the wire wheels, um, I do those with like a 0.3 millimeter spoke. So if you go smaller than that, um, you, you probably might run into print issues because it's a bit too thin. But with like normal wheels, like those steely ones that I showed you with like the, all the holes in them, you could probably like go down to 64 if you wanted. Um, but the gapping between the tire and the rim would be a lot smaller. So you'd have to make the tire like a little bit bigger, you know, to, to like, because I gapped them for 24 scale. So mm -hmm. if you make them say, um, 48 scale, the gapping between the tire and the rim would be halved. So, you know, you might have to, um, put a bit of mustard in it <laughs> to get them to go together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I don't know. It seems interesting because, like, you know, I, I see the wheels, but I've always wondered about that, like, that process of putting them together, you know, especially, like, having all the all the separate pieces. Um, oh, yeah, it, it gets really annoying. Yeah, putting them all yeah. on paint stands and stuff. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, and then I'm just thinking, like, let's say if you're doing, like, a mock-up and it's three separate pieces and you put them together and then you have it set, but it's not, like, glued or anything, you know? And then, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. you're going yeah. to put it with the body and then having them maybe fall apart or something like that midsection. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. I, um, I keep like lots of blue tack, like this stretchy stuff around. Okay. And I'll just like cram it in the back of the wheel between the spoke and the hoop. And yeah. so before I paint it, I have to get it all off so I don't like paint over it. Yeah. Damn, that's cool, yeah. man. And um, like for for listeners, I want to get your wheels on. Uh, do they get it through the three D Colts? Yep, yep. Colts three D. Um, I have everything I have available on there. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's kind of I have no plans to like you know upload anytime soon. Like it's just kind of a I do it when I feel like it type thing. Um, I don't yeah. run on a schedule, um, or anything like that. But um, but yeah, you can find them up there. Um, I try to make sure the the files i upload are pretty bulletproof um so like there is some like difficult to print stuff but for the most part if you're just starting out with 3d printing i try to kind of cater to like the entry level kind of models like without too many parts or anything like that um yeah. but yeah Coles 3d you can find the link on my biography profile on instagram yeah, right yeah yeah yeah, it's a it's a trip how um I feel like there's like for the the modeling scene, like there's you know, for 3D printing, there's an avenue for like 164 scale, 124, and then uh what is it, one tenth scale, the RC? Yep, 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 mostly one tenth. Yeah. So, so you got like three three different avenues right there, right? And it, it's almost like if it's almost like each one is a different planet 
but we're on the same galaxy, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, I don't know. I, I just trip out, you know, um, how especially, you know, about the mm-hmm. RC stuff. It's it's something that came to light, what, maybe like a couple years, it feels like almost. And yeah. it's it's something that's like it's like a train that's moving very fast. You know, everything is in motion. Nothing is stopping. There's always out of everybody who's getting into the lowrider RCs, um, someone's like coming out. You know, it's like someone is in the lead, like, oh, check it out. Like, like, look what I came out with, right? Look at the chassis of my car now. Look at the bottom. It's all chrome or whatever. And then the next guy comes up, oh, mine's like faster, you know? <laughs> and, and then I'll, like it hops more realistic. And then all of a sudden, Jerry's pops up on the top. <laughs> yeah. Like, check it out, guys. And then, and then everyone's trying to reach it, but he's still like, it just, like, yeah, it, you can't end. Yeah. But it's interesting. It's interesting to see, though. Like, it's it's fascinating. But then later, um, you know, looking from it from out, you see like these meets, right? Like they're getting together, they're showcasing their cars, they're doing little hop hop offs, they're recording, you know, them. Like, I don't know. It just it looks fascinating enough that I feel like going to one of these events just to look, just to see what it's about, right? Yeah, just see what's going on in the scene and like how they're like leaping and bounding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like you know, getting further deeper into it, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. There's, there's a sliver parts out there for sure. Yeah, and you know, but but I yeah, I trip out though. I, I but I feel though that with the with the one ten skill, I just kind of feel like someone that comes out with a part kind of feels entitled. Like yo, like I made this. Like this is my part, you know. Nobody can make it. Like, like, like. There's like these little battles, and I mean, I'm sure there's stuff like that too in, in other scales, you know, with we, especially with like the wheels and stuff like that. But I, I feel like now everyone, like with 124, everyone's just kind of doing their thing, you know. And over yeah. here, I, I still feel like it's like on some b boy like competitiveness. <laughs> it's kind of like you know when you see a YouTube video and you scroll down to the comments and there's one that says first. Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, you commented first, great. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. First, it's, yeah, because he saw the video. <laughs> He's like, first comment. That's yeah, yeah. I, I kind of see it like that. And like other people are gonna comment and they're gonna comment better. And you know, you commenting first doesn't diminish um, you know, anyone else's achievements and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, it's kind of, I see it as like, um, you know, we're in a hobby together. There's no leader, um, nothing like that. We're all doing our own thing and contributing. And it's kind of like, you know, that's, it kind of like says who we are, you know, in the hobby and, um, and yeah, like it's, you know, it's different for everyone and, you know, it's, you know, more power to the people who have a competitive spirit for sure. And, you know, it's, it's, that's what's going to like, you know, help push as well, um, you know, everything. So it's kind of like, it's a double-edged sword, you know, you don't like to see um, beefs and, you know, drama and shit like that. And, but, you know, it's kind of like, if that helps push it, sure. Um, you know, but, nice. you know, it's, it's, there's a spectrum, you know, it's, it's yeah. like, there's going far too far and there's doing, um, 
you know, not enough and all that kind of thing. So, and with 3D printing, you know, everyone can do their own thing. Everyone can do exactly their own thing. We, we're not held back by what aftermarket is available. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, back in the day, trying to, trying to hunt down, you know, Pegasus wheels or Ayashima Fujini wheel sets. And now you can have a brand new wheel set that's never been done in scale and or parts, mm-hmm. you know, and it's exploding so fast. So, you know, it's, it's quite kind of like I get far too into it and like, you know, try to like, you know, find stuff I find super interesting that I can also do. Yeah. And, you know, because I'm kind of like limited by my skill and it's, I'm only able to like do the stuff I can do is, you know, because there's a demand, you know, and it's as much as I can like say, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for myself and stuff like that. I do like to, to contribute and kind of try to share at least like the stuff I can do um, around because you do get a fuzzy feeling, you know, of, of mm-hmm. seeing other people use your stuff. It's, um, yeah. it's, it's just like a wicked feeling, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I can imagine like it's, it's the same for you when you see someone post up with like, you know, a, a kit that you sold to them and they're having like, you know, a really fun time. Yeah. And, you know, it's, you um kind of like distributing opportunity you know it's every kit has a certain amount of time that someone's going to send up uh, spend on it and like enjoying it and the more kits you sell or the more kits you buy even you're like banking thousands of hours of enjoyment mm-hmm. um you know or challenging or you know m- maybe model building pisses you off and you just like being angry or something like that you know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I, I kind of see it like that. You know, it's we're kind of in uncharted waters um, with additive manufacturing, like three D printing. Um, it's it's kind of terrifying when you think about it. You know, it's someday there's going to be retail stores where you can go in and you can order online the the stuff you want, and then swing by pick up fresh three D printed things. Um, you're not having to worry about um, logistics and and shipping and stuff like that. And it kind of is, it's really wild to think about, you know, it's, it's what's going to happen next. Um, yeah. and, you know, we're seeing people um, jump by leaps and bounds. Remember the last time we talked, um, I was unsure. I was kind of tentatively saying like, I don't know if people will kind of 3D print full kits. It's kind of not there yet. The next week, Joel had 3D printed <laughs> a kit. And yeah. I'm like, well, yeah, that shut me up. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's it's going so fast, and mm-hmm. you know, it's just we're all just like swimming, having a great time. Yeah, like, you know, um, like right now, you know, there's there's only a handful, or maybe like a few people, let's say, printing bodies that you see online, and the machines. You know, every year, it's a fact that the machines are going to become better. Yeah. And others yeah. are going to be start to be the older ones are going to start to become obsolete. You know, they're going to start to get passed down and passed down, you know, but then there's always going to be that newer one and then the newer one and the newer one, you know. Yeah. Um, but like, do you do you from your experience, do you estimate that, let's say by next year, um, there will already be a, a, a more sophisticated faster machine to give you the the, uh, same good results that you're getting but instead of waiting six 
four or eight hours, then now it's you're going to be waiting maybe half that time, but you're actually going to be printing like full bodies and, you know, like bigger pieces. Or, or are we still maybe like, we still need like two more years to get to that point? Um, oh, I don't know. Like, it's kind of like going from the last thing, like I was, I was completely wrong about how quickly people would be printing kits. And, um, but last, <laughs> the last printer I had was a Photon S and that was a, I think it was a 2K screen machine and it was a color screen, like at the bottom of the vat. And the next generation of machine, I got a 4K and it had a black and white screen, which means it could print faster. It halved the time less than half the time. I went from second, seven second layer times to two second layer times in the space of a year. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it's going to be like exponential growth. The only thing I think holding us back is the material, the resin, okay. um, because that's kind of a limitation I feel like, because the printers have grown in leaps and bounds and so fast, but the resin hasn't really changed that much. Um, like the liquid. Um, yeah, the evolution like, of it, it's still... That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's like kind of lagging behind. Not lagging behind because it does a good job, but um, I think with the, the standard resin I use, mm -hmm. um, the Anycubic, just grey, just standard stuff, hasn't changed all that much. I think they've made like little tweaks to the recipe or whatever, but it's still kind of like... We're, that's the next jump, I think, will be like resin that's kind of it won't warp as much or it's easier to get your settings right or um, things like that. Yeah. And like, yeah, no, the screens are always going to get bigger. They're going to get more, um, more resolution. The, the like up and down, like the Z rail, um, there's always going to be faster versions of that. And the FEP sheet, the, the clear sheet at the bottom of the, the vats, um, they say it's like, you know, like how they release new Coke and then release Coke classic. Oh, I yeah. kind of feel like there's something like that going on with the FEP sheet. They'll, they'll say, this FEP Coke, sheet's specifically Coke designed. Yeah, yeah, yes. And, like, it's it's specifically for this this, this machine. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I feel like it's just all the same stuff. Yeah. Um, and, but, but, yeah, it's like we haven't even begun at-home printing um, with, you could in the future have like a double printer where one vat will print the supports in a certain material like wax mm -hmm. and then it would shift the rail over and print it, print the thing you actually want in resin. Um, and then you could just like use warm water to melt the wax away and reuse it. Um, so there'll be no more like clipping off supports or anything like that. Um, and the different materials, the spaghetti printers, I forget what they're called. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they come off a big spool of plastic thread. Yeah. Um, those guys, can have like wood infused filament, aluminium, you know, it's all just held together with glue and that sort of thing. And it's, I feel like resin printing isn't there like with kind of the material diversity yet. Yeah. Um, we have all the colors in the rainbow, mm -hmm. um, you know, which is great, but yeah, it's, yeah, no, I think that's the, ne the next big thing. Like there's no way we're going to have less resolution. There's no way we're going to have smaller print. Well, no, that's wrong. We'll have smaller printers. Um, but you know, it's cause I have a pretty small printer that, yeah, no, exactly. It's kind of, it's just the beginning, you know, it's, it's the way yeah, just started. Yeah. And, you know, I go back and forth on that. I'm like, have we reached the peak of what we're able to do at home in just mm -hmm. like within our hobby? 
And it's like, hell no, you know, like maybe I've reached my skill cap and like, you know, what I'm willing to, to kind of do with my printer. But I know there's hungry dudes out there absolutely looking for like the best resolution, you know, there's, there's a 3D model out there. It's really popular. It's of an LS engine. Um, everybody has this file because it's free. Um, and it's a full detail file, which means, you know, you have oil gullies, you have like um, the cams on it and stuff like that. And the crankshaft and the pistons and the conrods. And theoretically, you can print that well enough at the moment to mm -hmm. where you could spin um, you know the crankshaft and the pistons would go up in their in their oh, pattern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's it was one of the first things someone sent me was like a like a maybe one twenty scale print of this block and it was in clear resin and I could like see all of the water like channels and oil channel and it just it just blew my mind and at some stage someone's going to make it work. You know, it's just a matter of time um, before we get like functional kind of who are they doing the the pulleys. That, that spin around. I've forgotten their username, but there was someone doing like spinning pulleys and fans and stuff. And I feel like at some stage we're going to just have a physically functional engine. There won't be fuel in it, of course, because, you know, if that's, that's just making a little bomb. But like we'll have it so you can see the internals of the engine, like those old see through engine kits. You remember those? They were like 1 6 scale. Yeah. We could kind of have those, but we can 3D print them. Um, Dang. if someone designs them but yeah. you know it's it's coming it's yeah it, it's almost like uh, th think about like ma machines replacing um, jobs right let's say it's it's like when you go to the store you know before you get your groceries or you, or you buy your whatever clothes whatever it is you know uh, you you'd have someone help you to to ring you up you know process the stuff, bring you up, give you your total, and maybe chat a little bit or whatever. And it got to the point where they now they're installing self-checkout machines. Yeah. yeah. And now and now that you know everyone, some people, like half the people are, still like to go to the teller old school style. But the other half's like, nah, I, I'm in a hurry. Like I'm just trying to yeah. get in and out. Self-checkout, all right, I'm out. I already know how to work the machine. And it's it's almost like with with like 3d printing like imagine um you know the the takeover in the future right and i'm and i'm comparing this to the let's just say i don't want to name a name of a company but just to say imagine a model a model car company that hasn't they haven't released this model in years like it's been years and people are very like they're paying high prices for this so here comes an individual who's like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna redesign that car again you know, 164, I'm going to add, you know, all the, the what do they say, the, the, the bells and whistles and everything to it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to it. And we're going to add all, everything to it, right? What people really want, we're gonna, I'm going to add it to it. And then next thing you know, a model car company makes the announcement that, hey, you know, the, that model is going to come to light coming like summer of like 2024 or whatever. And you know, they've already spent the money, like they had to create a new mold and everything. They spent, you know, so much money. They're already, you know, going to get these made. And before the car even drops in stores, let's say the individual that 3D printed that, that you know, that made that file, 
let's say that they sell it, like they sell it worldwide to anybody, right? But it's only going to be on sale for like, for like 30 minutes. And by then, let's just say that the machines are so sophisticated and fast that when you get this file, it's like gold, you know, like you struck gold because now you could print, you could print that, that car, like every, every hour you could, you could have a complete car and you could print thousands of them. Let's say, right. And <laughs> it just sounds so bad right now, but I'm just trying to throw scenarios, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um, and like, imagine everyone gets it. And then by the time the, the car drops, like it hits the stores or, or, or the, the shirt, no one's buying it no more. And the company's like, what's going on? Why isn't like no one? Because everybody has like hundreds of them now. Or they have they have the file and they could just print thousands whenever they want, but they're not doing it, right? And later they find out, oh crap, like, like we're we're done. Like we we invest we invested all our money into this car. And you know, we're not, we're not, we're not making any money back. So they gotta file like for bankruptcy. And the next thing you know, that company gets phased out. And then it happens again and again, and another company phases out. And um, I mean, next thing you know, it, it, it's 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 the machine that's obsoleting the employee, you know? The yeah. But, but yeah. the employee is the company. I don't know. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that scenario? It's, it's very likely, you know, if, if a company says they're going to release a car, um, and someone says, I don't want to wait a year for that to release. I'll get a file and print one now. Um, yeah. Like from, from a, like a work, like a hands-on work point of view, mm -hmm. um, I would personally wait because like um, it's kind of like resin bodies. You can either print a really good one or like it might like, you know, have issues that you got to fix or something like that. But if, Printers are going to get faster and better, and you know what's that Daft Punk song? Better, faster, stronger, um, oh, or yeah. something like that. <laughs> um, it's 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 going to be like you have that choice as a consumer. Yeah. Um, but having said that, if you buy a file, you're also, um, you know, losing a lot of your time in cleaning it up and removing the supports. And at the moment, like with printers now. Yeah. And so. It's like, is it you? Is it worth your time to do that and maybe have the frustration or whatever, um, and have a model that you know something might go wrong with? Um, and my main thing is making windows. I hate making windows out of acetate. Hate it. Yeah. Um. So, like that's something that's that's a definitely drawback. So, but an injection molding machine that you know they take a really long time to secure the rights. And you know, do the dyes and get all the testing done, and you know, the market research and mm -hmm. everything like that. The packaging, um, you know, as a consumer, you don't have to do any of that to obtain a certain model of a car. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, you can wait a year and you can have an injection molded kit that you know was like manufactured to like you know a high degree of quality. Um, and you don't have to worry about windows. You just clean it up and build it like normal. But, you know, I'm beginning to see, like, um, there's kits they just maybe they don't have the molds for. Maybe they, you know, can't secure the rights for. Mm -hmm. And so 3D scanners exist. So what if there's a kit, like, let's say $100 of a kit, and you really want one, you can't find one for a good price. 
what's it going to cost for you to 3D scan it and produce it and like <laughs> just for yourself. And, you know, because 3D scanners, they will do a, a polygon size of 0.01 millimeters. You cannot distinguish like um, if it's like a 3D scan and a 3D model of it, I, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference if they were painted. And it's like I was looking for those those OBS um, Chevy kits. Mm -hmm. um, what's it called? A C1500 or something like that. And they're a bit expensive because they're really popular and they're cool cars. <laughs> and it's like we currently have the ability to 3D scan and reproduce that. There's just like we can, you know, it's an option. But is it worth them, like, even if you're not selling it, is it, like, worth your time and enjoyment to, you know, scan that and make sure the files are good and that sort of thing? But it's right now I don't think it's worth the time um, to do it. I would just wait for a, a model kit to come out, mostly because I'm, like, lazy. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> clean up a 3D printed body. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, but, yeah, no, this is, like, the stuff we're going to have to think about. Like, if there's, like, uh, is it Johan that are those like hard to find ones? Mm -hmm. If there's one of those and say it's $500 and you invest that money and 3D scan it and print it, you can then sell that car. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think, I think at some stage we'll see that like, you know, Oh, so-and-so is doing the old, you know, what have you from, from Johan. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's going to happen at some stage for sure. But I mm -hmm. personally, um, am too lazy to do that. You know, I, I'm happy with my little wheels and engines and, and stuff like that. But, yeah. You know, you, yeah, you brought up the, the 3D scanners, right? And um, imagine, I mean, I don't know if the technology is already there, but imagine if, uh, imagine you bring out a photo, right? And let's say it's a photograph of like maybe you and a relative, like from, I don't know, 20 years ago or so when you were younger. You know, like like a, a memory, you know, of a that was captured, and let's say the scanner like it scans the photo, and now you have it on your software, and you're able to print the the people that are in the photo, like you know. So then you print, you print it, and you're like, oh wow, I have I have like a small little scale. Let's have my dog or something, and me, and then yep. you know, as a modeler, oh, I'm gonna paint it, get all crazy with yeah. it. <laughs> and um and then next thing you know you you um you get one of those little cases and you put the backdrop like the photo and then you put the little figurines and you know the little the dog and me in front or whatever so it, it, now it's like hella 3d you know and <laughs> what, if somebody, rod. what if somebody started doing that as a hustle like a business or they um, like online online ordering Submit your photos to me. Pay nineteen ninety five, and <laughs> and I'll pay the three ninety five postage, and I'll be mailing you uh, a replica of you. You know that'd be insane. Imagine a family photo with like ten figures, like a photo yeah, from like um, nineteen ninety or something. That's they kind of do that. It's not like for a flat photo from the past. Mm -hmm. You can make a. I think it's called a lithothane, where you can print this photo flat and the, you know, the melted plastic printers are so precise in like how much plastic they put on. It'll end up looking like 
your photo and you can put a light behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what you're saying is like there's like trade shows um, where they, they sell 3D scanners and stuff. You can walk into this booth and it'll scan you 360 mm-hmm. and yeah. then print you in colour for you. Like, you know, it's a little like, you know, carnival show thing. Um, and so, yeah, there's stuff like that that happens. There was one, someone got in a bit of trouble. There was a, they did a sculpt based on like an artist, like a photographer's photo, mm-hmm. and they sold sculpts of that artist's photo in 3d like that they sculpted it and the artist won you know they said well they used my photo and made this thing and and that sort of thing but like what you're saying i think like there's like um like machine learning can learn how to read photos and depth um, and shades of color or whatever um surely there'd already be someone working on that i would imagine like you know and it's only a matter of time before like you know there's those photo kiosks in shopping centers maybe there'll be like 3D scanning kiosks. Yeah, and, uh, you 3D can get scan, like a 3D scanning. Money, with, you, know. you come out, you will walk around the mall for an hour, you come back, and it's, oh, I got my yeah. pockets on. Yeah, like, you know, a guy in like a straw hat goes, hey there, handsome fella, I want a 3D print of you and your best gal. And so I'm <laughs> like, I'm sure like, it'll happen one day. It probably already has somewhere. Dang. Hey, what if, um, you know, like out here, I remember, you know, you always hear people say, Oh, you know, modeling's done. It's it's dying. It's dead. Like this, this is it. This is it. You know, like it's it's over, right? And and but we see we see the boom of modeling, right? And then you ask, what? Why? Why are you saying that it's done? Why are you saying that it's over? What's your opinion on that? And people can be like, no, it's because you know everybody who's building the generation, it's 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 older. You know, it's from like like twenty five or thirty years old and up, right? there's no kids doing it or whatever. Right. And we're focusing on that. We're focusing on that thought like, Oh, you're right. There is no kids. But what if that's not what kills modeling? What if what kills modeling is 3d printing? Yeah. I've thought about it a lot. Like, um, you know, (laughs) when people say like model building is dying, it's like define model building, you know, is it buying a kit and building a kit? Um, or is it changing to like buying a kit, 3d printing the parts you want for it? Is that a part of it or is it taking over or is it, you know, is it pushing modeling aside like traditional modeling, like scratch building? Um, I think it's it's always going to be a spectrum. There's always going to be people doing 100% 3D printed stuff mm-hmm. and there's always going to be people doing 100% kits stock, you know, and and um, everyone else is like somewhere in the middle, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. it's, I was thinking about it because like I took a break from like 3D drawing stuff because like personally for me, I was spending so much time doing it and I stopped and I, I thought I'm, I'm a 3d designer and printer who does model building sometime. I'm no longer a model builder that does a little bit of the 3d stuff. You know, the, the, it was like kind of um, skewed in one direction. And I'm like, am I a, a model builder? You know, um, if I'm only doing this 3d stuff and printing and I kind of had to think and like, um, and then I, I kind of stopped and laughed. I'm like, it's it's whatever I say it is. You know, it's it's my hobby. And I think for everyone that has anything to do with the scale model, it's kind of defined however you define it. It's, you know, you could be gluing kits together with no paint and anything like that. And, you know, it's that's model building. You can be 3D printing com- every single part um, of a model car and 
you know, putting it together without glue and paint. And it's the same thing, you know, I think that's still model building. And we're kind of up to a stage where um, the 3D printing, it's so huge and big and new and exciting. And so, you know, people are going to do it more and it's going to have a lot of attention. But um, I think at the end of the day, I, I don't think 3D printing is taking anything away from, from model building. Um, I think it's adding to the pastime, the hobby, the passion, um, the opportunity to express your cre creativity. Um, and that's only a positive thing, um, you know, for people to have that opportunity, that outlet. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're printing little, little parts for, you know, model cars and like taking it that's like kind of um, like philosophical, serious point of view. Um, I like, I struggle with it. I really do. Because like, if I wasn't 3D printing, if I didn't have the printer, would I still be building like I am, you know, um, would I still have the interest? Would I feel like I'm missing out? Um, but, you know, it's something that's ongoing. My feelings change towards it kind of constantly. Right now, I, I feel the the need to, to get back at the plastic, you know, um, and focus more on enjoying kits um, and how well engineered they are and, you know, expressing my creativity with a model kit instead of through the computer screen. Um, and it's, you know, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not sure, you know. It's, it's, it's weird to think about, you know, from your point of view, you, you don't like have a printer or anything. How do you know, how do you see it? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I think I try to, because I know it's like a new technology that's, that's there to enhance, right. Enhance the, the model building. And I, I kind of related, like I, I look back at um, like with the thing I'm most connected with is music, right. Yep like yep. the music industry and also like the, the the products that are that come out of music and i still remember you know when you know like i was a i was a like i mean i still collect vinyl records but there was a time where i was collecting it heavy where i was like man am i ever gonna stop collecting like i'm so addicted to buying records and then this new technology came out a new company where basically you can use your songs that you have on mp3 and you could still they had coded records that now you have you don't need to it's like kind of like you don't need to use your records anymore you could just use these two copies of records and it's going to read what's on your computer all your mp3s but mp3s was still was still fairly like a new thing you know like mp3s especially for certain genres they weren't doing mp3s you know so the only way you could do an mp3 is if you if you bought cds and you imported them into your computer so then yep. there was there was a transition where people stopped buying records and now people were like oh the records are dead now they're gonna die out because this new technology came out and all of a sudden cd sales went up and and then people imported the cds and then people started getting rid of the cds <laughs> and all of a sudden it, it gave birth to these like a uh, digital record pool like websites where you can you can be a member for like ten dollars a month and you could download as like whatever they had in the catalog that was mp3 now so that was like a thing that was hot and and now people it was like a division people looked at it as like 
how is this enhancing the scene of DJing? It's actually killing it because people are not supporting the record companies or the sales or whatever, right? But then time passed and as, as things evolved, people started to see the skills that they were developing with, with doing it, like, let's just say digitally, you know? And all of a sudden, like it, it took like the DJing to a whole nother level that, mm-hmm. that it would have never been done with just buying records, like physical records, like this newer technology, it actually, at the end, it helped it, it catapulted it to the next level. And it's kind of the same. Like when I went, like I experienced that, that timeline. And when I'm seeing the 3D stuff, I kind of like, there's some similarities and I'm looking at it and I'm going like, all right, 3D printing has been introduced already. And yes. like you just said earlier, what if, like, what if it wasn't there? Like, would you still enjoy model building? You know, like all these wheels you've made or parts or even everybody else who's made their parts. What's happening is that this stuff has actually enhanced the the builds, right? It's, it's like SoCal Open. I was talking about how I saw like some high level stuff. Well, you know, for sure, some stuff was like traditionally scratch built, but then also there was some 3D stuff in there thrown in, right? And it, it's just, it, it's very interesting to see that. I mean, it's definitely enhancing it, but then I also like to kind of think like, what if it's like so much enhancement that like, let's just say something happens and like the plug gets pulled where the, you can 3D print. Are you still going to enjoy model building because now you can use the wheels that you want to use or the engine you want to use? Like, what are you going to do then? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's a perfect analogy of technology moving at such a rate. And, you know, you, do you jump in to it fully or, you know, do you step back and watch until, you know, you're kind of sure about it? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, do you stick your toe in? And um, it's entirely possible that uh, printers become scarce you know who knows what's going to happen like um with the supply of parts for them and and the materials maybe one day they say we're not making printers anymore because um you know some mega company has bought every single manufacturer and is going to just use the printers for their own manufacture um or something like that you know and i think it's important to think about that you know it's it's like what you said you know what i what i still enjoy it um having now had the opportunity um, to to kind of have whatever I want um, in whatever quantity that I can get it. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's weird to think about, you know, I haven't really like thought about it all that much. Yeah. I, I know. I, I noticed, like, I noticed for me yeah. um, in the past when I really liked something, I, I wanted, I wanted to have like multiples of it. You know, let's just say, let's say a sticker, right? Like I, I get one sticker and I'd be like, oh, dude, this is, this is cool. I like it. And I try to get more and I get two, I get three. And then later I end up with six of them. Later I end up with like 12 of, 12 of the same sticker. And, um, and, and I'd be happy like, oh, I have these. And later I'd get into something else and next, you know, I'm collecting various things, but I have so many copies of, them, you know, but then as time passed, I remember telling myself like, man, whenever there's something 
I can't find, like if it's something I really, really want and I just can't find it and I can't get it, I don't know, somehow within years, I end up finding it, but I end up finding like multiples of it. That it's almost like I'm spoiled, right? And yeah. and you would think like, well, that's cool. You you're satisfied. But then again, what happens is to me now I notice that when I have so many of the same, it like ruins it for me. Like that I don't, I don't, that satisfaction's gone. So then what I learned is just to just to keep like one. Like having just one of one to me is like more. It, to me it's like exclusive i want to take care of it i want to appreciate it you know yes. um, and if i have extras now i'm like oh here you know like you can have it or I'll trade you or whatever you know i don't i'm not scared to let it go but there was a time back then where i i didn't want to like let stuff like that go and um but i don't know i i feel like you know that happened with collecting like 64 impala kits I went from having one to later ending up with like 10 of them or whatever and just feeling like, oh, cool. Like I could just reach into my closet and grab one and work on it, whatever, because they were available. Yeah. But, but it wasn't like a special thing anymore because I had so many copies. And then eventually, eventually, like I think once I started like trading them, selling them and I was down to like my one. I was like, oh, shoot, I only have one. They're hard to find. Like, and they're expensive now. Like, <laughs> yeah. like God, yeah. what am I going to do? And then, and then time passed. And then later I was like, I'll sell it. I just got rid of it. <laughs> and I don't know. It, it's just these phases now that we go through. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, that's like a good analogy of, of like how, the, the feelings towards, you know, you get that special detail part, you get that set of wheels that you really want. Mm -hmm. And now if you feel that way about a digital file, that kind of exclusivity isn't there, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's has its pros and its cons, you know, you can like, you don't have to try your best, yeah. you know, you can, you can do it just good enough um, mm -hmm. or you can stuff it up and just print another one that kind of, yeah, it's, it's kind of not there. The, the need to kind of you know try 100 percent um and that thing because you can press a button and get more and, you know it's a good thing and it's a bad thing for sure and i know that like you know through my experience of, of like drawing up what i do um i can have what i want and um you know as many as i as i please and you know it's you're right it's it's kind of like this isn't the only one it's not special it's not unique Mm -hmm. um but you know it's kind of like how i use it you know if i'm making a build worth it it's not coming from that exclusivity of the part it's mm -hmm. coming from how i feel about a certain genre how much i know about it and research it um and that sort of thing and um there's a safety net you know it's yeah. a safety net now like if i print a wire wheel and i use it as like i'm putting into the tire and put my thumb through the hoop, you know, I can go, oh, well, that sucks. <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah. I, can, I can print another one. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been I've been so, like, careful with the wire wheels I have. Like, I've mm -hmm. got some Jeffries ones, and I, like, hold them by the tire really, really yeah. careful because I don't want to go anywhere near the spokes. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Do you, only, do you only have one set or two sets of Jeffries? 
have two sets of okay. different ones. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, so if they're different, it's still just one, and then one. Yeah. But just yeah, having yeah, that yeah. though, it makes it, it it makes you appreciate it more. Like makes you yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like special because imagine if you had fifty of them, like yeah, it's cool, but but that specialness of like like this is the only set I I have, and and let's just say he. He he announced that he's not gonna make anymore. You know, imagine that. Like it makes it more special. But if you have so many of them, it's kind of like whatever that you yeah. go ah, like yeah, I got them. Um, yeah, but. and I, I feel like it's with the like you know with Hot Wheels collectors. Mm -hmm. Um, you know when they have one of something, it's cool. You covet that single one. Yeah. But if you go through and buy forty of them and just like <laughs> no keep them in your house, then it's kind of like you know it's it's one fortieth special. Um, and it certainly is like that for sure. And it's, and like like, a, it's like a comic book. It's like having Punisher issue number like 644 and you have like a box full of like 50 copies of them. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, like, who wants these, you know? Yeah, it's like you, you have enough, they're worth nothing to you, but like to other people that, you know, like they'd love to have them. Over, hand them over. Nah, yeah. I mean, yeah, so like the value comes from, you know, kind of how much other people like want them with stuff yeah. i've seen people like with a garage full of um what's that deadpool one um new mutant something but they had like you know a bunch of graded copies of it i'm like damn they're not worth anything to you you know mm -hmm. um <laughs> but maybe they just really like you know who knows yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's there, always, there's like so many different reasons for it and everything i always wonder if like someone who who is like heavy into 3d printing and like every build that they're building right now they have to use 3d printed parts and let, let's say if they're listening to this podcast if if they would say all right i'm gonna go old school like <laughs> old school i'm gonna just out of box out of box built if if they would still get that satisfaction you know i wonder if they take that challenge and built it you know i i remember um talking to uh, a model builder on instagram his name's well his real name is dennis and they call him uh, big d and i remember um you know when i had spoken with him on the podcast interviewing him he had said that he was like he does all these you know he does lower he had different styles like hot rods and everything but he was going to build a model and like just box stock like out of box and but using every piece that was in the kit yeah you know? yeah and not cutting corners or nothing not worrying about oh i'm gonna stance it i'm gonna modify it no 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 no. just straight <laughs> up out of box no aftermarket products just the kit itself but try to do it like kind of like like if it was like a real car you know like whatever colors you know if if, if it's a chevy you know depending on the year it's an orange engine it's gonna be orange you know but he was saying how doing that was like difficult. Like he was like, like, dude, like it, it's challenging, but I mean, I have to do it, you know, because he, it's like, he, he's used to doing customization. He's used to yeah. doing, I mean, his builds are awesome and they're clean and, and, you know, but, and they're custom, but he was like, it's almost like you're, you're resisting yourself from, from experience you know doing custom and everything to like all right let me just go og on here i wonder if it's going to be the same feeling you know now that you have that 3d printing 
and take it yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. I've build. kind of like it's tempting, you know, to like see do I like, you know, because 3D printing and drawing like is a skill. And if I'm spending time doing those skills, I'm not spending time doing others with, mm -hmm. um, you know, model stuff. And I think like, you know, my model building, tactile model building, OG old school model building, <laughs> um, you know, has has suffered a bit, you know, and it's, yeah. it's like I haven't progressed in that area while I've been progressing in other areas. And mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. You know, absolutely, without a doubt. And like with the with the bug that I'm doing, um, you know, the I, I wanted to use like most of the kit parts just have the the deep dish wheels that I printed on it. And like I'm enjoying like going through all the tiny little engine pieces and you know sanding off the the mold lines. And um, you know, it's it's kind of nice to you know get back to that i'm not like pushing the envelope i'm learning skills that are already there mm -hmm. um you know and improving on that and not pushing any pushing any envelopes and that sort of thing um and for real yeah like it's you know you're kind of like you lose out on doing other things if you're concentrating on other areas and like with with the bug i'm doing you know i scribed some lines on it i you know cleaned up more than i usually would um on a kit um, you know, like the underside of the bonnet and um, and stuff like that. And it's it's nice to do that now. You know, I feel like I've, like, accomplished what I had, like, sort of super been, like, kind of thinking about with, with 3D printing and, and drawing stuff up. Yeah. I've done wheels and engines and, you know, um, and that sort of thing. And now it's kind of to the point where I've experienced that, you know. I've taken it as far as I can with my skills that I'm willing to do. Um, you know, I, and it's, it's kind of like now it's, there's other things I want to improve with like, you know, actual real, like, you know, um, model kit, model building, I suppose I'd <laughs> call it, you know, yeah. and like BMF, I haven't done BMF for about 500 years. And, <laughs> you know, I wonder like, you know, if, if like it's, I can still do it as as nicely. I do. I didn't do it all that nice back then, but like if that skill has suffered, yeah. you know, because I'm concentrating on other areas. And um, yeah, for sure. Like if you don't use it, you're gonna lose it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so I might have to like relearn some stuff because I've spent so long concentrated on the the 3D printing stuff. <laughs> and it's you know maybe someday I would like to do it because it's so ingrained with you know the hobby scene like with me. Yeah. And it, because it's, you know, it took up the last like two years almost of like um, learning how to do this kind of stuff and having fun with it, you know. And that's two years I spent less time on model building. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of to the point where, yeah, okay, now I'll focus on the more tactile stuff um, because, you know, I have all these kits and they have so much to offer um, mm -hmm. as just like, the computer has so much to offer um, with like 3D stuff. And it's kind of, you know, like a balancing act. It's been 3D printing um, for a really long time. Now I'd like yeah. to skip it back. It you know? yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And it's with anything, you know, it's, it's like the, the balance of it. And like, I'm kind of happy that I've experienced like kind of everything 3D printing had to throw at me. Um, you know, I could always take it further and, and stuff like that, but the skill jump is like really high and I don't want to do that because 
that's a lot less time I get to spend on models. Mm -hmm. And it had, like, I haven't explored fully why I would want to do that. You know, I can draw what I like um, and I'm doing it for me. Um, you know, it's not, not like a hustle thing, um, yeah. like a side hustle. It's, mm -hmm. you know, what do I want to get out of the hobby? What do I want to, you know, express myself with in the hobby? Yeah. And I feel like I have so many kits that every one of them is an opportunity to explore a new style or anything like that. And it's, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, I, there's stuff I think I've, I've kind of gotten like rusty at, um, particularly painting. Um, I like suck at painting. I just, I suck. And, uh, you know, if I had spent the last two years building models normally and painting them, I would be a better painter. But it's kind of like, you know, in video games, how you level up different stats. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, if, if you spend too long on one stat, the others kind of go down. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it's like that, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely for sure. <laughs> yep. Damn, but, what? But it's been fun. You know, I, if, yeah. I, if I did it again, I probably wouldn't do much differently because it's, it's been so much fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to ask you um, or tell you this. What if, what if uh, when you were saying earlier about resins, how you feel like, you know, maybe that hasn't really evolved yet, like it's there, but, you know, what if, what if there was one resin that they came out with, right, that you print it, now the printers are fast, you could have a print within like 30 minutes full body engine chassis all, all the parts you need and it looks clean like you don't really have to like you could you could scan you could sand it with like 1000 grit like there's no lines there's no holes nothing like it's just super nice the engine everything's very highly detailed and everything that you're like oh my god 30 minutes and i have the copy right here you assemble it and everything, you know, a mock-up and it's done. But then here's here's the kicker though, like the catch. The you can't paint it. Like it if you use <laughs> if you use lacquer paint, you know, acrylic, um, you know, oil, every everything, every, any, any, any urethane, any kind of paint, it's it's gonna like fall off. Like it's just gonna like. Like, it's just not going to work, you know, even if you wet it and you do all this stuff, you wash it and everything, you know, like you, you spray it and like the, the paint will hit, but it never dries. It just starts to like, like goop out of it. Like it falls out and then you have like a mess, like all over and you're like, dang, like that's the catch. Like, imagine if, like, if, if that would happen, do you think people would be satisfied? Like, oh, I'll just, I'll leave the car like that. I'll start showing it at shows like that on the table um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know i probably would really enjoy that to be honest because yeah. i don't like painting it gives birth yeah. to this whole new scene right <laughs> just, just printing, <laughs> yeah. printing raw it's, material it's, yeah it's like um <laughs> it's like opening pandora's box you know um you have like everything you want in the box and once you open it you can't close it um yeah it's it's um i would probably really enjoy that i think mm -hmm. um but having it's like painting like vinyl tires with enamel you know it'd never dry um mm -hmm. or something it'd just be a goopy crappy mess but um yeah 
Like, I barely ever paint anything anyway, so I'd probably have the best time. <laughs> I'd probably use it as an excuse not to paint. Like, well, I can't paint it, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> but, um, I, think, I, I think that would be up there with, like, the people who like to just have their cars primered, right? And that's it. I mean, I'm one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I, I have cars that are just primered, and I enjoy looking at them primered. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, yo, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it's like it's a it's a core skill of model building is the painting, yeah. um, I think. And it's I don't think it would, like, catch on or be a, part, a big part of, like, model building, like, shows mm. and stuff. Yeah. But um, you certainly can't, wouldn't be able to judge it. Um, because like paint is a part of the judging criteria of a model competition. True. Um, but um, but yeah, I'd like there's already kind of materials out there that you can't paint. Um, like the flexible resin tires, you have to get the color right. Um, you know, you have to get it like not see through enough mm -hmm. because you can't paint it. It's squishy. It moves. You know. Yeah. Um, but and you never know what chemicals will react with what chemicals. Um. It's cool to think about because you could have whatever item you want, but it's not really a model. It's it's kind of just like, you know, something you don't model build. It's just something you look at like a finished build. Um, but, yeah, no, that's interesting. Like I would probably for a little while be, um, be really gassed about that, I think. I'm like, yes, finally, I don't have to paint it, you know. <laughs> it's, it's not a thing I have to deal with. But you never know what's going to happen. Like, um, they have flexible resin, and so it's only probably a matter of time before you can print in colour um, in all the different parts. Right now, you'd have to empty the vat, tip another colour in, clean it out, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, imagine if someone does that. They, they, the printers get good and quick enough where you just have, like, a tray of, like, vats of different coloured resins, so you swap them out to do the different parts, and then you wouldn't have to paint a, a model car. But... Um, but as much as I suck at painting and I don't like it, it's kind of like, it's like a gambler's fallacy. I spent all this money on paint. I'm going to have to use it at some stage. So mm -hmm. and through that, I'll probably get a little bit better um, yeah. at using it. Do you, you ever feel pressured to use it since it's just sitting there and like you have it, like you're afraid that it's going to go bad? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. Like I've had spray cans that have kind of lost all their pressure after a while. Oh, so like, I didn't, I didn't use it. So like, I oh. just have this, you know, and I wasn't like thinning paints at that time. So <laughs> it was just useless goop. Um, but yeah, I've got like a lot of paints sitting over there that I really want to use. And um, like, it goes back to that. I've spent so much time with 3d stuff, but mm -hmm. I've still been buying the paints. I just haven't been using them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's yeah for sure like um i'm not sure how long these paints last but yeah. i've had them for a couple of years sitting there and that's why i bought that display mixer because uh -huh. they've been sitting there for so long i'm like i'll be damned if i'm gonna sit there and shake paint like the yeah, 30 yeah. minutes every time i want to use it um, <laughs> because i've been left it i've left it like you know sitting there yeah that's funny but yeah no it's it's definitely like something i want to do more of now that i'm like focusing more on less on like the the digital stuff for sure yeah absolutely and like what's like your your typical day right now like when when you feel what when is when you feel most like motivated to either work on a build or work on a file you know is it in the morning or at midday or is this happening like late at night for you right now um, I'm a bit of a night owl. 
Um, so it's, it's usually at night when things are nice and calm and quiet um, that I'll be in here like squirreling away and I can focus. Um, but yeah, mostly at night really. Um, I kind of, after a, like maybe a couple of cups of coffee, I'll, you know, be a bit jazzed up and, you know, ready to boogie. But, um, yeah, mostly at night, yeah. which doesn't help the painting at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I, I always wonder, like, when, when's your time when you feel it, you know? It, it's always interesting just to hear everyone's take because, you know, some people are like, they got a routine in the morning or in the midday or just, you know, late at night. Like, that's the, they're putting in that work. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, late at night's probably like the best time because for me anyway, like I really enjoy it. It's so calm and quiet mm-hmm. and, you know, there's like no lawnmowers going, there's no dogs barking their heads off <laughs> and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and But, yeah, that's like kind of like model time is kind of meditative where I don't have to focus on anything else mm-hmm. um, but models, which is like, you know, really therapeutic, you know, these days. Yeah, and, and like... You know, from what you've seen within like the last like five years with with like the products, are, are they starting to become easier to find and to get in your country now versus, you know, like five years ago or so? Um, I'm not really sure. Like five years ago, I was kind of like scale production. Um, that was pretty easy to find. They have some like, you know, um, the, the seatbelts and stuff. Um uh, what are those distributors? They have the photo etch top, and it's like an aluminium like barrel of it. The these detail, detail master? master, yeah, detail master. Yep. yep, yep. Those were like around a fair bit, but now it's kind of just exploded, and there's just so much more available. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Like the aftermarket is is huge. Um, there's, I suppose you would know. You know, you <laughs> run the I shop mean, with all the details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was just yeah, wondering, it, like, I mean, I know you can order online, but if there was any, like, maybe shops or stores that are, are popping up more, that have popped up within the last, like, five years in your area or maybe an hour or two hours distance in the city? Not that I've really noticed. I, I don't think, mm-hmm. um, I know in my actual town, there is, they're big on the RC planes. So I think there's a shop for that. Um, but other than that, it's just like the regular old um, Toy World, uh, which I don't think you guys have much of anymore, do they, um, over there? No. To- toy World? I, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've heard of Toy World. Or I've seen one out here, like in my area. Yeah, yeah, that's usually like the, the main retailing place for, for kids. Yeah. Um, aside from like dedicated hobby shops, which I haven't really seen that much of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, no, like it's it's all online really really nowadays um absolutely with with websites like um bna model mm-hmm. world they're kind of like you know huge have everything um and mighty ape i think is the other one um there's there's a few big websites with like i don't think they have physical stores yeah um but, but yeah that's mostly where like i would get stuff um like detail parts here yeah, that's cool though. I mean, I, I'm I'm glad that you're you know you have access to getting all this stuff because I always feel bad for you know either if it's like a state, a country, or or even someone that just lives in a small town that doesn't have that access, they can't yeah get that stuff locally, 
and you know it, like they i feel i always feel like man they're they're seeing what's going on online and they see all these photos or videos of people's cars and projects like on this next level and they want to be there but they're limited because it's not available in their town but thanks to the internet obviously they can order it and all that but i don't know i think it would be kind of cool if, if they were able to experience that like store atmosphere you know like yeah yeah it is a lot different area. like being able to to go into a store and like yeah. actually you know see and hold the stuff and see it in like the third dimension and stuff yeah it's almost um, like it's like a hangout you know i look at it as like you know something to get out of the motivate you to get you out of the house you know like you could be at home every day and everything but then at the end of the day like you go you know what like i'm gonna i'm gonna go over here and spend an hour or two like a hangout you know and and sometimes too being in places like that you end up meeting other people that are into the same thing or you bump into some people and you know you might you might spark a friendship who knows you know but yeah for all the for all the like you know opportunities social mm -hmm. media like instagram has as for like communication it's it's not in person you know mm -hmm. there's it's um you could get a lot more done in person like meeting someone and speaking to them than through you know um um social media and that sort of thing um yeah. it's like comic book shops you know where they do the tabletop gaming and, and there's yeah. an area to do that and it's it's just a really like nice chill vibe where you get to mm -hmm. hang out with new people for sure um, yeah i I, think, I, tripped, like, I i tripped out because i remember when i would see the the dudes doing the gaming um like if i would go to like a comic book store and when they would open to to get whatever latest books were on the wall and if you know later in the day i was like man i'm gonna i'm gonna just go back you know i'm just i'm just i'm just sitting here at home not doing anything or whatever i'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I think I missed an issue, you know. And you go back and you see like the crowd still there, and and it's already like in the evening. And I'm like, fuck! Like, what are these fools doing? You know? But they're <laughs> they're, they're so into with their the game that they're playing and everything. But not only that, they're hanging out with their friends. Uh, it's just like they were looking forward to this day, like the weekend, just to just to do that and be there like like all day <laughs> you know and i'm like <laughs> i'm like man and like they're only living off of the snacks that they they're buying there or that they brought <laughs> yeah. like some chips you know <laughs> some sodas you know it's 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 funny but it's it's crazy how they do that and i'm thinking like man i don't i don't know if i'll be able to if i'd be able to do that be in a comic book shop for like eight hours just snacking <laughs> and like, playing <laughs> some board games you know um and i don't know i i always think about that too like you know what if like having like you know a physical store and on a weekend you know invite people like a build day have the table set up kind of same layout but for people to like work on their projects and then what if one day it's like a special event where i invite like a guest to be like a speaker you know and talk about you know showcase their models but then talk give some background behind that model how they got it to that point and um and just someone to speak up and be very vulnerable about you know not be like yo like i did this i killed it i'm dope check it out like nah, i mean i don't know i think people are pretty humble but 
um, it'd be kind of cool to hear those stories, you know. And and let's just say that that guest that's there, um, let's say the theme is like he's going to talk about weathering, you know. And and the heads that are into wet, like they want to learn weathering, they're there. And then later, all right, you know, the presentation's done. You know, if you guys want to work on some stuff, weathering, go for it at your own pace, whatever. But then you're also going to have the opportunity that the speaker is going to like walk around. And if you have any questions, like hit him up, you know, as he's walking through. And um, I don't know, that, that can be kind of cool. Like someone being like, hey, um, you know, I'm trying to get it to look like this. You know, what do you recommend I should do at this point? This is where I'm at right now with the build and they actually have it there. So just to give some kind of guidance, like you could either do it like this, but if not, when you get home, you know, do it like that or whatever. But I don't know. Sometimes I just like daydream about things like that I would want to see happen, you know? And um, I don't yeah, know. Well, you know, when you kind of have your space, you could be like, you know, the facilitator of that. It's it's one thing like to have all the tutorials online and everything, but mm -hmm. it's so common where it's like, it's cool, but it's like, it's not that special. But if you can like get ready in the morning and go, I'm going to the weathering seminar today, you could be like all <laughs> excited and stuff like that. And um, yeah. it's kind of like having that, especially after the last couple of years, I think like maybe we've gotten too used to just utilizing what's kind of online in our community. Mm -hmm. um like for model building and like yeah. we've kind of stepped away a little bit from like you know the interpersonal in-person kind of kind of stuff yeah and um it's a good idea you know they have um over in the the uae with maddie is the the comic not comic shop the the model shop that he goes to has build areas and has the separated places you can paint and and all that sort of stuff can you imagine like doing like an overnight build in one of yeah. those places and you know maybe a couple of people peter out and they just fall asleep on the floor in there yeah we'll have a, a, a car modeling sleepover dude i i still remember <laughs> i remember when i was a i was a young kid and um i, I was going to karate right and um and this was back in oxnard and um and i remember i think i was already like in my third year in and and, and you know going to classes and stuff and, and i remember they they had an event like a sleepover thing and um and i was like what what's this you know and basically it was like on a, it was gonna be like a friday night and i was, I was probably like in like fourth grade or whatever so they were like but it sounded dope like you know it's like a sleepover thing in but you were gonna you were basically gonna sleep in the dojo mm -hmm. in the, yep. in, the, in the spot you know <laughs> so that made it even doper because you're like oh I'm, I'm usually here for only like 30 minutes or an hour session and i'm out but this time mm -hmm. <laughs> you get here Friday night at like 5 p.m. Free pizza, um, sodas. It's all candy, you know. And then we're gonna watch karate movies, like Karate Kid, <laughs> like Ninja That's Turtles, awesome. like any anything Three Ninjas, you know, and any anything that was like PG 13. You know, we weren't gonna watch like no Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah you know american ninja i don't know like we're just like all, all these movies you know and um and then the and then you spend the night and then the next day in the morning like your your parents would pick you up but um and and all the it was like all the students and like 
teachers and the admin, like they were like chaperone, you know, and like staying there or whatever. But I remember experiencing that as a kid and just being like, oh man, that, that was fun. You know, it was, a, it was a cool, like a cool vibe. And, um, but it's funny cause like, it's like you're sleeping there and you're like, man, I'm, I'm like in a dojo and fucking and it's at <laughs> night and like the doors are locked, but then in the outside and you're like, you're in a shopping center. So it's like the streets are like not that far and, and you just hear like at two in the morning, like police just racing down the street, chasing someone <laughs> and you're like, oh shit, this is real. Just trying to cover <laughs> up. You know, I don't know. It's kind of kind of funny, but um, it it'd be it'd be kind of fun though to do like, you know, the model builders, like all right, sleep overnight, and then everybody like, <laughs> like on Instagram, all the homies are all rolling up with their pajamas and shit. Like, <laughs> like so, well, we're, so let's see who could hang. Let's see who could hang. Like we're gonna we're gonna build models, and nobody's going to sleep. We're gonna start. We're gonna start building like right now at eight, and we're gonna do an all nighter until we get the model done in the morning. You know? Oh god, yeah, I'd fall asleep so fast. <laughs> I would just that like, would be, you know, I'm hard. gonna drink all this coffee and sugar, and then I just crash. <laughs> that'd, that'd be like, yeah, that'd be tough. But I don't know. I don't know. It, it'd be kind of cool to be able to. That do would it. be. I'll get my mum to ring up your mum and ask if you can come over for a sleepover. Yeah, and we'll just build models. <laughs> right yeah that's so crazy i mean I, w- I wonder if like right now if nowadays if like a parent would believe their kid if their kid was like oh um is it cool if if i could stay over oh, we're gonna be doing models like all night they're gonna be like yeah <laughs> right you're gonna like sneak out of the house <laughs> <laughs> they'd be kind of disappointed when you come home and you're with a finished model like you didn't even go out and like smash windows like what are you doing you nerd yeah, no, I finished, yeah, I finished no, the model. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty, pretty crazy right there. Well, hey, bro, it's, uh, we, it's been one hell of a, a, a fun episode that we did uh, right now. This is 164. Um, any, any words, any shout-outs, anything you want to say before we wrap this one up? Uh, to anyone in the hobby? Um, just do whatever the fuck you want. That's there it. You go. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun. That's it. <laughs> That's cool. I'm gonna get That's to it. Thank you on. for having me on. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's been very a, fun. A, a quote on a. I'm gonna. That's gonna be the next scale writer shirt with the quote and then. <laughs> 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 oh gee, hell yes, Funny. absolutely. Thank you very much. It's awesome. been been fun. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, KC. We'll have to uh, do another uh, follow-up in the future for sure. I hope all you guys enjoyed this episode. This is 164. Uh, We did it through Zoom, so it might sound a little different like the audio, but I mean, you can still hear us for sure. Um, And then also look forward to the video that will come out later. We'll drop that one later. But uh, thank you, KC. We're going to be uh, stepping out at this moment but uh we'll we'll keep in touch on the on the ig and if you guys want to check out his work make sure um on instagram look him up slowly models he's on there but um i'll tag him up for sure so all right man you have a good day it's already night for me but you enjoy the rest of your day for sure you too thank you very much see ya peace out thank you late